how about a cola? Sure. Welcome to episode 105 of Try Games on the podcast, where we bring you stuff of. You want fried rice? Or fried rice, maybe. Um, and Saki Saki, Slugs, $5. Slugs is not with us this week. He has work, uh, but he is having a rock band party in Maryland where he lives uh, with yeah. Rock Band 2. So if you're not like us and aren't awesome and live in New York, then sure, go down that way. Hi, Slunks. Instead of Slunks, we yeah, have Alaskans, Ponytail. Alaskans are welcome. Hey, you talking to me? Yes. We have Ponytail. Are you? We have Dread. Good morning, everyone. Just so, just, just so we're transparent with everybody, this is actually a second time we're t- attempting to record. We were recording for five minutes last time before someone's computer went boom. Uh, so I was just kind of anticipating. Yeah, we're talking to you, Al. I was, mm. I was trying to anticipate when I said, <laughs> here comes Dread, that that was what turned the podcast off, and I was afraid that that's what did it. But I'm glad that it's not. So <laughs> He was pissed off. Hi, Dread. He's like a word. <laughs> Dread. He's bonk. like, I'm... I'm not Jamaican. Jamaica. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and we are going to talk about a reader topic today after the news, uh, which might as well be a mailbag because no one else sent in topics. Uh, actually, Slunks did, but since he's actually on this publication, as it were, he doesn't really count, so he's not a listener. Did I just call Digimatrix a reader? I call him a reader. I'm sorry. Okay, whatever. Tony, what have you been playing? <sighs> I've been playing work, and then I've been playing... Uh, Patapon. Anything and else? And I gotta say, I gotta say that game is flawed. Very, very fucking Have you discovered flawed. new flaws? No, I discovered that, um, first of all, you could start off the game with, like, minimal po- uh, Patapon, which is, like, basic, actually, basic Patapon. And then you can go to a certain point where you have to build new Patapon, but you have to play stupid fucking mini games to get the essential materials to build them. The first one is the fucking tree. Did any anybody play this game? I thought you liked the tree like 2 weeks ago. The tree? Yeah. No, I liked the the sound of the tree and the song and stuff, yeah. but did you actually have to fucking play it over and over and over again? Um, it's not fun. I knew that that Why? would be something you'd have to do. Well, no, no. No, the thing is once you read the dialogue Okay, and go through it. Guess what? They give you the same dialogue that takes half a minute to scroll through. Oh, you can't even just skip through it. No, they don't. It doesn't. No. so it doesn't remember that you've been on it. Exactly. Mm. So you have to go through the same old stupid bullshit every fucking time, and I'm I'm sick of it. I really am sick of it. So, let's just say I spent maybe thirty, forty minutes just going through the fucking tree dance. Okay, to get essential materials. Now I build my good Pokemon, which is probably like Pokemon. I don't know. Patapon? Yeah. What? Is that Pokemon? Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's your fault, Al. That Pokemon not. every time. Pokemon <laughs> Silver Diamond. Wait, that, yeah, gold. he's been playing it so often, like exactly. as, as recently as five months ago. Exactly. Freudian slip because of you. Because <laughs> of five months ago. <laughs> you know what? Don't. Don't try to shove that in my Five face. Five months let's ago! Just, let's just blame Al. That's it. Continue, we'll, we'll continue. Anyway, so, here it goes. Um, 
once you get past that, now when you get the miracles, you do the miracle dance. And it's a fucking, you know, rhythm-based kind of, you know, get this right. And I got to tell you, secret, get one of those beats right and you're in. That's it. They go, pon, pon, pon. You could do pon. That's it. No, no exaggeration. Okay? It's really that simple. You're in. Yeah, you're in. Okay. The next thing, they pon, 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 pon. pon. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Okay. So I'm like, uh, this is fucking beat. And not only that, even if you do it perfectly, you lose your fever, which you need to start the fucking dance in the first place. But you also need the fever to continue because you need to beat the fuck out of the enemies that are killing you. The fuck is the point of this game? So I'm like at a point where they put me in a position where I have to use a miracle dance to sacrifice my fever. And then it takes like, you know, depending on what the random issue is. I don't know if it's random or not, but I'm hitting the beats on par. Sometimes it takes fucking nine turns to get a fever. And by then, my guys are fucking dead. This is not a good game. It really isn't. It's frustrating. I should be beating the shit out of this shit if it's a fucking rhythm-based game, which I think I have rhythm. I gotta try this now. Because I haven't, I haven't heard these problems. Well, I did actually. I did. I, did, I do remember hearing you voice these problems before. But so, so mm -hmm. it's just gotten to the. It, it was so because no, I, it's gotten to a point where I got to a mission that incorporated a a uh, fucking miracle that you didn't know you needed to incorporate until you failed the fucking mission, okay? And once you fail the mission and go back and incorporate the miracle, okay, that you need to use for that, you also need to incorporate your men at a lower weapon. Okay, so, yeah, let me change out weapons. Let me make sure that no weapons interfere with this mission. Yeah, guess what? You can't complete the mission... Okay, once you get the fever, you know, until you get the fever, and if you don't hit the fever right on par, that's the whole fucking thing. If you don't, if you get to that point where you don't hit the fucking miracle song while you're on fever on par, game's over. That's it. It's over. How late, okay? how late into the game is this? Oh, this is like I spent like five fucking minutes going into halfway of this game, you know, of this mission. Okay, so five fucking minutes, I'm in there, I got fever, now something happens where I have to use a miracle, and I use bam, 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 bam. No, 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 okay? my question is not how far into the mission, how far into the game. Oh, how far, I don't know, I don't know, I really don't I'm know. Just, I'm just curious to maybe, maybe that they just don't have a sense of what makes a challenge later in the game, and they said to make it cheap. Or if they're even worse, um, they threw it in the beginning, I, which would be even worse. Uh, maybe I, I really don't think I'm like near the end of the game. Uh -huh. If you if that's what's here, uh, what you're asking, okay? Sorry, it's not bump up on. It's don 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 don. You hit that shit. It might as okay? well be hit bump it. up on because I have no clue. But go ahead. Yeah, but um, yeah, hit that shit, okay? And if you hit it off cue, you lose your fever. Now you got to do something to build up your fever, which is combos. And the only way to do combos is to wait a turn, do your turn. Wait a turn, do your turn. Wait a turn, you're dead. <laughs> what the fuck? This game fucking... All right, that doesn't I'm sorry. sound too bad to me, but that, that, that's because I probably... No, it, it sounds bad only because... You know, I, it doesn't sound bad to you only because if you lose your fever, 
okay? And you can do whatever it is to get your fever back in less than three turns, you're okay. But if your fever takes nine turns or 10 turns, then you'll realize you have to start the mission over because there's no way you can win this. And you're already five fucking minutes into the mission. Well, no, I, I can understand the frustration. I'm saying it doesn't sound bad enough for me to not want to try it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, no, no. Try it. The, the game's fun at the beginning. It really is fun. But these later missions they, suck. They get, they get it. That's all okay. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, the later missions really fucking blow. Any fucking miracle mission blows. Okay, I think now, are these, if they make sorry. a pet, I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was, I just... If they make a pet upon two, they have to start with, uh, if you do a miracle mission, first of all, we don't need ten fucking moves in a miracle mission. It takes too fucking long. Make it five, okay? Or make it three. Who the fuck cares? Do a rhythm game that, uh, you know, challenges you on three fucking rhythms. Not ten. It's too fucking long. Okay, that's one. Are you, Do that. Are you able to grind their levels up so maybe they become stronger or faster or whatnot? Oh, that's another thing. No. No? That's another thing. No. And you could buy, like, the, you know, level one petapons. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then once you get materials, uh, retire those petapons and get new petapons. But the thing is, in order to retire those petapons, you need materials. And in order to get the materials, you... First, have to start with those stupid fucking mini-games. Yeah. It's like, so, okay, so we start with the tree. The tree takes too long because every time you start with something, it's like, oh, my head itches. I can't believe this itches. Oh, I got to move right, right, my right, crown. Right, 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 right. Make me do Yeah, all that shit. All that fucking shit. And then you play his game, which is boom, boom, boom. And the guy plays a horn. Okay, so maybe you'll get some good stuff. And maybe you'll start a good line of um, Europons. Europons are the spear throwers. Okay? Good. Good. That's good. That's good. Very good. Everything's good. Okay? Now you got to build up your tapons or tatapons or whatever they call them. Okay? They're the ones with the swords and shields or axes and shields. You know. So you build them up, but you can't build them up good because you have no material. So you got to play through the game. And guess what? Once you play through the game, you get new stuff. That you have to go through in order to get new stuff. So you got enemy battles, which you can't win because you have lame fucking petapons. So you have to play the stupid fucking minigame in order to get new stuff. Now, once you wasted a fucking at least three hours into the game, okay, now you could beat the shit out of people until you get to a point where. You discover new uh, patapon and stuff, and you have to play more stupid fucking mini games. And once the fucking miracle missions start, my god, I, I, I really, I don't know why I'm playing this. I really don't. Well, so, this... so I mean, I think that though, that answers my question in the opposite way that you gave your answer because I asked if there's any way to build up your characteristics, just kind of grind it out like an RPG. And those nope. those stupid mini games sound like the sound like the way. It may be- well, no, I, I answered that. I said, no, you have to buy a new uh, Patapon, and the only way to do that is to go through these stupid fucking missions. Right, but that's what, that's I, what I meant is if you can't pass a mission in an in a RPG or in another type of game, you either, gr- oh, you, no, you either, you either grind, you yeah. either grind no, to improve like your this. ability or you have to grind to get money to buy something that will let you get past that, and this sounds like the latter. That you, no, you, you, it, yeah, you can't. Um, the no, it whole sounds thing like you can't. That's what I'm saying. No, you can't. You can't. So yeah, this mini game, you right. can't keep on going back to this mini game to, to buy more stuff. 
No, no, you could if you have the patience. But that, that's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying because these types long. of games require patience. That's why I was exactly. asking. Exactly. Exactly, and not only that, they uh, they you know encourage you to fight bosses in order to get new stuff, which is good. Okay, I'll fight bosses. That's fine. But each time you fight a boss, it goes up a level. So if it goes up a level and you beat a boss, and it's above your Patapons level, and you got to go back to do the mini games. Yeah. Which I I, I mean the only the only reason why I don't have a problem with it is because I I grind in role playing games and I'm used to it. So it's like it's mm -hmm. like eh, whatever. But that's that does sound annoying, you know. Yeah, this is not grinding. Trust me, grinding is something. You know, I, even though you get the same enemies and stuff like that, you can get it, the same experience. You know what's expected and stuff, and you grind at that level. You know what you're doing at this point. These mini games seem so fucking random. It's not even funny. I think I hit every button perfectly and got like a fucking branch. Okay, a branch doesn't count for shit. And I'm like, okay, I just spent fucking two minutes of my life getting a branch. What the fuck is going on with this so game? So we can really you know? tell that you do like this game a lot. <laughs> I like the game. They could have made it better. Like in Patapon 2, once you, if you need to use a miracle, if you need to be in fever, and you used it in fever, just put them in battle mode and continue on with the play. The thing is, once you use Miracle, you lose your fever, your your players go back to fucking shit strength. That's it. And I'm like, okay, so we do nothing. Mm. It's got a lot of flaws. It's got a lot of flaws. Ugh, I'll turn. <laughs> um, so, I'm not playing, right? So I'm playing Patapon, right? And I'm supposed to go on now. <laughs> What have you been playing, Al boy? Thank you. Um, when I get the chance, I play some tactics. Just trying to get my Dark Knight. They're still cheating. Closer, huh? They still cheating. Cheating. Tech. Forget it. Keep going. Um, you mean the game's still cheating? Yeah. Uh, well, the game's not really Every cheating. Every game cheats because um, I'm just doing random battles, which is full of stupid enemies. Oh, so, they, so they don't do that battles. shit. Oh, okay. The the regular battles against people who actually have skills uh, that can be used to really f you up. That's when they kind of cheat, get omniscient, and everything. Um. So, right now, I'm, the the whole Dark Knight thing is you got to get like level eight with four classes, and you have to master two other classes. So, out of the four classes you have to get level 8 on, I have level 8 on one. And I'm, I think I'm level 6 on the second, while I have two other uh, of my players playing the other two classes so that he gets residual experience. And it's like level 3 on the other two, so I got quite a bit of time to go with it. Um, I've also been playing Castle Crashers, Bind of Commando, Rearmed, and Mercenaries 2. Which I bought on Sunday. Oh, I want that game! It's good stuff, man. You should get it. Definitely. I want that game! So buy it. I have no time. So don't buy it. It's, I don't I know. have time. I think, <laughs> I think you do have time. Only because if you're actually persistent at it, you might be able to beat it really quickly. Um, really? Only because, like, the main game... I think of, like, 25% into the game. I only spent, like, three hours. Really? Yeah, oh. I, I think it's because like if you really go after the story points, it's probably not much. 
uh, for the story points. And then once you unlock everything, I think that's where you get 100%, and then you can start fooling around with the factions and whatnot. But you start huh. out, and you get introduced to the, the world and everything. And then you start getting friendly with the factions. Uh-huh. Um, while you're doing that, you have to build up your crew. And I think part of the completion rate is building up your crew. So I already got two people. Um, I think I need to get like another one or two people, and then I'll have a complete crew in the house. Huh. So um, I think that that's a part of it. But um, like I haven't played in a couple of days because I've been playing work a lot. (laughs) But like like you in that in that time, you've got 20. You think you've been 25 percent through the game? Oh, it says 25 percent. Oh, Jesus. That's not good. Dude, I didn't get 25% of the first fucking game until like three fucking days. Or like, uh, you know, and that was three long days. Those were actual fucking days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that this game is more along the lines of we want to get you all your shit early so you can fuck around oh. with it earlier. Okay. Because, you know, I, I don't want to reveal much about the game, but, you know, you got to get your resources you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're the people who pilot the vehicles that you need to blow shit up mm-hmm. and take shit. Mm-hmm. So I already have two, and I've been pointed to the third one. And I don't think that there really is anybody else. Um, there may be one more person that I might that that may be able to be useful to me. But other than is that, is it still? Hmm? Sorry, um, is it still Peter Stormare for the voice? I have no idea. Um, um, I don't I know think so. Matthias character, um, and there's... you know who Peter Stormare is, right? Stormari, yeah. Stormari, whatever. Doesn't sound familiar to me. The VW commercials. He's uh, he was also in Prison Break. Uh, Didn't watch. He it. was uh, oh in god, he was Constantine. Oh, and... Constantine. Ugh. Don't in, remember. In uh, Fargo. Yeah, it is him. It is him. Mercenary. It is him? Yep, it is him. Mat- uh, Mat- Matthias Ma- Nilsson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that is him. He was good. In the first game, he was like, you know, um, whenever he saw an explosion, he was like, oh, what a beauty. You know, like, <laughs> he was so sick. <laughs> I think I remember because Al had brought it, brought it to my place before um, before he before he put, uh, played it at home. Uh-huh. Every time he picks up a gun, he's like, hello, my old friend. And then he and then he talks to like another gun and says like I shall call you something I forgot. Uh, what does he say, Al? He he picks up like another gun and he says I shall call you, and then he I, gives it some like ridiculous name or something. I really don't know because I play with um, Chris. Oh, uh, okay. The black guy. Ah. Uh, oh, so oh, yeah, he, he was also with the Big Lebowski. Characters. Sorry, had to. Yeah, Big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, any any fucking movie where he's required to be sick. That's what he plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead, Al. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Tony, there's three characters you can choose from in this. Um, oh, is yeah, Phil right, Lamar right. still in this? Who? Phil Lamar. He was from Mad TV. He was I, the I don't know voice these real of people. <laughs> you can you can look it up. Uh, you can look it up on IMDb. They'll show. Yeah, they'll, why don't you wiki it? They'll show bitch. that you wiki it. You're the one who wants to know. Yeah. I'm asking him. He's the one that has a game. Get out the instruction booklet. Well, he's playing fuck. the game. Not nah. the not the real people. All right, keep yeah, going. I, keep I, going. I can really give two shits. So um, yeah. that's a shame. Sorry. Uh, 
playing playing Cast Crashers, and that game is loads and loads of fun. Played four player for a little bit, and I played some single player. Um, I actually yesterday whipped out Guitar Hero two. Before you go on to that, can I ask how how is Castle Crashers holding up in terms of like literally the crashing? I don't know. Uh, I've only gotten you know I played online once, uh-huh. and we played for like two hours. That was that was like two weeks ago, right? Disconnected. Okay. And <laughs> I play single player, no problems at all. Okay, so so all right. I'm wondering if that's that's just been like the the review builds that people have gotten or whatnot. Apparently, that, regular players have been. They have been. That issue. Oh, really? Okay. But their their issue is more along the lines of their save. Well, actually, that's a different issue. Play, players have been getting issues where they'll take their file to somebody else's house, mm-hmm. and, and then um, when they bring it back home, it can't find it. Oh shit! That's not good. And it's only because the profile is not linked properly or something like that in the code. So what happens is that you have to sign out. After you, like you sign in, you move your files over, then you start the game, sign out, and sign back in, and it'll find it. But they're gonna bring up the fix for that. Okay, okay, okay. Guitar Hero Two, go on. Um, I actually was like, I think I finished the first. No, I didn't even finish the first set of songs before I started playing it yesterday. So I finished, I think, two sets. Um, the last song I did was our. Uh, like oh wait, so you're saying that you started a new save file and just started over again or No, yeah. I've never played Guitar Hero 2 on 360. Oh really? Oh. Huh. Yeah, I played on PS2. I had no idea. <laughs> oh shit. Well, remember I, 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 I got it you got when I yeah. bought like four songs last Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Four songs, four games. And um so I didn't never really played it cuz I had Guitar Hero 3. Right, right. And um I don't know why I was thinking about Guitar Hero 2. There was a song that I wanted to play, I think. And then I just started, like, I got a couple of achievements, of course. Um, of course. And then... Arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Rock Band after that, and I was singing. And the, the update for Rock Band is out, so you can export your songs to the hard drive. Right. It takes, like, 1.5 gigs. Jesus! And you, unfortunately, can't transfer three songs out of the 57, I guess. That's Enter Sandman, uh... Enter Sandman, uh... uh What's Black Sabbath? Paranoid, right? Yeah, and then, and then Run to the Hills? And Run to the Hills. Okay. And uh, I will miss those for Rock Band 2. But at least, you know, it's not like you don't have Rock Band 1 and can just pop right, and you and play. Right, exactly. Uh, but it kind of sucks that they're not able to be moved over due to licensing reasons. Right. With you with know. Guitar Hero and all that crap. Probably. I mean, that's what people are saying is that the reason why they they're not allowed to move is because they have, now now these bands have a deal with Guitar Hero that these songs are going to be either be in there or something else. So I don't know. I don't know. What the I situation think that was is. speculation, but I'm not really sure. Oh. Uh, I was really trying to find a fact on it, and right. I couldn't. Oh, before you go I on, this. Uh, yeah. before you go on, Al, uh, uh, since we're talking about Rock Band, really quickly, um, I did confirm with Alex Navarro of Harmonix. I spoke to him over IM, and he did say that yes, uh, yes, you are able to literally rent the game. And move the songs over, and then yeah. return the game. And he said, Just "Pay the money." Yeah, and he was like, "Although it's not encouraged, you know, it's totally, it's not something that they overlooked. It's not something that they're like, you know, that they're promoting either. But you can do it." And he's like, "As long as you pay that five dollar license fee, that's all we ask, you know, and mm-hmm. that's all that that's that's you know pretty much, um, 
that's pretty much all they need. Uh, but go ahead, keep going. Um, then, well... You hear Actually, that, welfare people? Go on, Al. Five dollar, five dollar loophole. Don't on, <laughs> Al. Um, actually, no, I don't think I did play any uh, Brian Commando, but um, that's pretty much all I've been playing—just tactics and some Xbox games. The description I heard from Castle uh, about Castle Crashers from the Giant Bomb podcast was: you press the Jack Dudes button until you Jack Dudes all the way through, so it's kind of like Turtles from the oh, arcade. Yeah. That's that's basically oh, what it is. Because I've heard almost. Okay, I've heard almost nothing about like how this game plays just because I've forgotten to look it up. Well, think about it like this. Um, everyone says like Ninja Turtles, but I guess that's because that's like the only big, 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 big four-player beat 'em up that has a whole bunch of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But it can—I mean, you can compare it to like uh, Advanced Guardian Heroes or not the original Guardian Heroes because it's the plane shifting, right? But there's Advanced Guardian Heroes. There's the other Konami games. There's X Men, uh, Simpsons. Okay. Even so okay, so general beat 'em up, right? General beat 'em up. It's a regular beat 'em up, and you have magic and you have XP, RPG. You know, and you get gold. Um, this big ass map. If you go through different stages, you can replay the stages. Mm-hmm. There's unlockable characters that you can use. Um, you can like play as some of the enemies and uh, some other characters that appear in the game. Uh, I guess if you satisfy certain conditions, and it's it's good, good, great, 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 good, great, great. Eight hundred points. How much is it? Eight hundred points. Twelve hundred. Okay, I should look into that. Get yeah. in the community. It's well worth twelve hundred points, especially when you're like just hanging out with a whole bunch of people, bullshitting over Xbox Live. And right, and they're like, "Hey, jump in." Mm-hmm. So you haven't beaten the game yet, have you? No, it's pretty big. Okay, yeah, I was I was trying to get a sense of how long it is. I would say it's probably about five hours. Oh, that's um, not bad. And then you can continue like gaining levels. I think like Jimbo, I was playing with his characters like level fifty nine. Oh I shit! The character of all the friends. Oh I have yeah, game. I gotcha. I I told I kind of that that leveling up part kind of went in one ear and out the other, and then you just reminded me of it. So uh, yeah, um, my two characters are like around level. 11 to 15 or something like that. Okay. And they stay with the character. So, for example, if you, if I am playing my game, blah, 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 and I want to play with you, but you just got it, mm-hmm. it would probably be best if I chose another character. Okay. Who's level okay. one. And the stats remain with that guy. So, like, I could theoretically just have one character that I use only when I play with you. Mm-hmm. And I have one character I use only when I play with some other people. Right, and right. And I use a single. That's cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm going to download it in a few hours or days or weeks mm-hmm. and, and I not just play got one thing to say about it. Um, the You can specialize yourself into different categories too, which is really cool. Okay, okay. you have the, diff- the four different stats and they're not just like um, generic stats. Your attack stat, of course, makes you hit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an agility stat, which makes you move faster along the screen, and it also makes you shoot the bow and arrow or throw the boomerang faster. when you get it later on faster and uh, with more strength. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's defense so that you can take less damage from hits, and magic, which as magic goes on, your your magic meter, when you use magic, it just goes down to zero or goes down to wherever you stop it, and then it recharges right back up. So it's not like you have to manage magic or anything. But um, the higher level your magic is, the faster it recharges, and uh-huh. the more abilities you get 
and the stronger your basic abilities become. Because at first you can only just shoot like a little beam in front of you or something like that. Uh huh. Then as you get stronger, you can shoot a projectile. You can do a super jump. Um, and I think there's something else that I haven't gotten. Super jump. Yet. Is there is there any platforming in this at all? No. I'm just curious because you said super jump and I just spread. okay. Um, I think that the super jump might be an attack jump, like uh, that part under you that's making you rise is a source of damage, but I haven't gotten it yet, so I don't know. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of hidden stuff in that game, because there's like, animals that can follow you around, they give you different buffs, like there's an animal that picks up food that's hidden in trees, and there's an animal that gives you more experience, there's an animal that helps you swim faster, one that it sounds like Titan Quest. Enemies. Like what? Titan Quest. Oh yeah, or any other any other loot RPG except it's not an RPG. Mm-hmm. Not just because yeah. you're talking about leveling up and shit. Yeah, uh, but it's not really loot. It's more like they're no, I know, I, no, I, I get that. I'm oh, saying, okay. I'm just saying yeah. that, like, in terms of like, you're just beat wailing on a whole bunch of people and leveling up. Sounds similar because, well, I mean, something like Diablo sounds like Final Fight because you lead them to the door and then hit them one by one. Yeah. Which is why I don't play Diablo anymore after um. the first month. Yeah, so I'm done. about you? What you been playing this Nothing. Week? Let's move on. No. Uh, I downloaded Pixel Junk Eden from the PlayStation uh, PlayStation Store, mm-hmm. and I had just heard a lot about this from other podcasts, but I had no idea what it was because it was, it was really hard to explain, and, and I didn't see any screenshots because I didn't really care to. Like, I was just like, I'll, I'll, I'll just see it when it gets out. And it's this really funky-looking kind of artsy um, – it's very stylized. There's no way I can kind of describe the style. I, I, I can just – advise you to go on to images.google.com and just look up Pixel Junk Eden as in as in the Garden of Eden uh, you that can type do of what game. I did too you can um, so if you search for Pixel Junk Eden go to the PlayStation site and while it's telling you about the game it plays a video in the background ah okay yes so anybody who's trying to figure out what it looks like and hasn't seen video do that um, and you basically play as this little spore thingy that that he can't move or do anything but he can he can jump so you have to direct his jump with the analog stick, so like basically all his movement is based on jump. And there are these um, plants and, and stalks and branches that litter the playing field. And I think from my first ex- for my first maybe half hour of playing it, because I only played it for half an hour, it's a very vertical game. the The object is to cause it to you know, is to cause these plants to grow so that you can climb higher and higher into the level, and then and then reach the goal. So like the first level, the goal was to find some, like find some special pickup. I forgot what it was called, and so you you had to just jump from branch to branch to branch, and then these little monsters come out that you have to uh, touch to basically make them explode. Which is, you know, that I, I guess that's how powerful your little spore is. Mm. But um, when they explode, all this pollen flies out, and throughout, it, see, it's already getting hard to explain. <laughs> um, throughout the stage, besides the pollen enemies and the trees that you jump on. Um, there are these kind of empty rings that you have to fill with pollen by destroying those enemies. Once it gets filled with pollen, they sprout into new plants which grow upwards even more, which lets you jump up even higher, which lets you find more rings to fill with pollen and more enemies to kill. And so you keep on going higher and higher and higher and left and right, and you just keep on expanding and expanding. And it's like... Somebody on another podcast made the remark that like he comes home and he plays it, and it's one of the only games he's ever played that he's less stressed after having played it. Hmm. Um, 
And, I mean, although that wasn't the case with me, I can definitely see how that happens because it's very relaxed. It's very, you can't die. Uh, it, the, the visuals are really simple, but simple, but at the same time really, like, colorful. Not colorful, I shouldn't say that, but really artistic looking. And it, it, it's just kind of zen. When you sit down and you play it, um, no, he can't move, but, like, he can... He, oh, I forgot to mention one thing. Like, when you jump, when you jump, you leave behind a, a string of silk. So you can kind of swing around, kind of like a Bionic Commando, and then let go. The only problem is that you can't shoot out your silk again, so like you can't swing from tree to tree. Oh. So you have to make sure that you actually land on the branch, or on the flower, or on whatever you're trying to aim for. If you don't land, you fall all the way down, and start. And that's where, for me, it gets a little frustrating, you know? Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, and, and the only other kind of stressful part is that like, each level is timed. So even though you can't die, if you take way too long, then, you're, then, then you, know, you, you fail the mission and you have to start again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, of course, you can increase the timer by collecting little other bits around the field. So um, it, it's, it's, like, it is very relaxing, and it's, it's not, uh, it, not going like, to blow your socks off from a gameplay perspective. It's very simple, but just kind of from an overall experience if you're one of those people who just likes to who who takes more value in the experience of the game as uh, more so than the gameplay such as luminous luminous is just making boxes but it's very kind of psychedelic it's it's in sync with the music and it's all you know what i mean so mm-hmm. if you're one of those types of people this is really definitely up your alley and i think it costs 10 bucks um yeah i think it is yeah i think it's 10 bucks and you know it's pretty it's a pretty solid deal um i like it i enjoy it i it's it's something that this, this is something that will make me turn on my PS3 a lot more. You know, not because it's a better game than Uncharted, but because it's easier to just pick up for half an hour and then put it back down. Um, yeah. I like those games. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, I've been playing Titan Quest, which, as uh, most people should know, because it's an older game, it's a Diablo clone. It's a very good one. And I know it's a very good one because I actually am not sick of it yet. <laughs> And I think, I think, I don't know, and I could be wrong on this, but it doesn't feel like it's randomized. I have no idea. Okay, so anybody can confirm whether or not it's a randomized dungeon game. Because it, it feels like it's all been constructed, not, not like painstakingly, but it feels like it's constructed by hand, so that you don't come across these like generic areas where, hey, it looks like the same room. Or it looks like the same kind of, like, you know, chapel or whatever. Um, which is, is, I know it sounds like a moot point because the whole thing about Diablo is that you can never play the same type of dungeon twice. But it just still, randomized things tend to look generic. I mean, play any roguelike, like uh, like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon or, you know, Sharon the Wanderer or Izuna. You know, it, it looks samey. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, at this point, I, I kind of rather have, like, Areas that look like they're crafted, and you know, it, you actually feel like you're going through this air, this this real area, as opposed to something that was like generated out of like somebody's brain, randomly. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it, it, there's that. Um, it looks, you know, for for anybody who who's still playing Diablo two and they want like a graphical upgrade, this definitely looks the part. This lo- looks really nice, uh, complete 3D. Um, the voice acting is all right. Um, don't you know? I don't really care too much about that. But um, it makes it makes getting around a bit easier. Um, I don't remember exactly how Diablo two worked. I just remember Diablo one is like you have a scroll, a town portal, you have to keep on buying or finding them. Right. Um, and I forget how it works in Diablo two. Is is it the similar concept? You just have to keep on buying scrolls of town portal. Yeah. Or finding them. Okay. Because in this one, you always have one with you. It's not that you have to buy them. It's just you you hit L and there's a portal in front of you that takes you back to any town that you want to go. So I. 
I went through the first town and then I reached Sparta. Okay. Okay. So anywhere in the world that I am, I can hit L and go back to those two towns, either of those two towns, and then you know it, it takes me just like scroll a town portal. It takes me right back where I left off. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that since it's not a consumable, I can use it again. Um, and as um, what's it called? As a town, as I could discover more and more towns, I'll probably be able to jump between all those areas in the game. That's and that's another one thing that I want to ask you about Diablo Two is: Does it work the same way that if you use Scroll Town Portal, you can go back to other towns? Um, no, no. Town Portal brings you back to the town in your zone. Like in oh, the it's chapter. Cha- I see. That's the other thing. That's probably another reason why I like this more than Diablo Two because it's not chaptered off, so far yeah. at least. Like I can go anywhere. I mean, you um, can once you've been to a certain place, then you get the waypoint. Mm-hmm. You can just go right back to that chapter. Oh, you can. No, I mean, you could. Yeah, you could just travel. I mean, like uh, they got chariots, boats, whatever. Go to each chapter, no matter. Uh, okay. You, you know what? Every chapter you pass, you can go back to it. But the thing is, the town of uh, uh, the scroll of portal, whatever, only brings you back to the town, and it leaves an exact um, mark in the dungeon that you just came from. Right. This so... this does the same thing though. This does the same okay. thing. Okay, well, it just brings you back to that town. That's it. Just that one town that you're in in that chapter. Okay, I see, I see. Yeah, because this you can choose wherever you want to go. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think I think the presentation's kind of cool in the, in the sense that it takes, it, it takes it from Greek mythology, so that's kind of interesting. It's an interesting take. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to think if it was around before or after God of War. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, if you like Diablo, you will like this, I, I would say. And if, even if you didn't, if some parts of Diablo got you annoyed, if you're the type of person who normally likes loot games, this is a, this is, there's loot everywhere. But the good part about it is, is mm-hmm. that a lot of the loot is useless, so you really feel like you got something when you get something big. Because I think, I think the, <laughs> well, I'm saying, because a, a lot of people are complaining about Too Human. Again, I haven't played it in full yet so I don't know a lot of people the one person's complaint about to human was that the loot that you get it's all great so it's like okay so what's special I got this great axe alright five minutes later I got a better axe five minutes later I got a better sword what's so special about it why should I be so happy to get this because I know that why should I even equip this because I know that five minutes later I'm going to get something better Mm -hmm. Um, other people actually like that so I, I guess it just depends on your, your taste, but this one is like, I, I'll tell you, I was fa- facing my, my first couple of enemies, and, I, and like they were dropping stuff left and right. And there was all these like rusted spear and crude spear and like splintered axe and all that stuff. And I was, I like was filling my inventory like a lot, and ke- I kept on u- using the portal to go back and forth between the merchant, picking up all this stuff, going back to sell it, going back, picking it up, using the portal, go back to merchant, sell it. And I kept on doing that for like for after my first couple of battles, like that it took like you know ten minutes just to get all the loot sold. Hey Austin, yeah, did you ever buy anything from that merchant? Uh, n- I can't remember. Wow, that guy loves you. Because <laughs> I don't know anybody in their right mind who would keep paying for shit without getting no money back. But here's the thing, though. When I, the next time, like, after my first few battles and I was going on, like, a side quest, mm-hmm. and then I picked up another thing and I sold it, and I, for the, <laughs> I wasn't looking at the sell value of these things. Mm-hmm. I picked up another, like, rusty axe or something, and the sell value was, like, two. Oh, so he's just like, nice. oh, another piece of yeah. shit. Here's so I'm, <laughs> yeah, and so I'm looking at it and I'm like, wait a second. And so, like, as I keep on fighting enemies, I'm like, all right, I'm going to check the sell value of all these things that I'm selling back. And again, they're more rusted spears and rusted all this stuff. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, there are a lot of these things that they're giving me. Maybe they're all of a sell value of two. And this time I check and it's one. 
Oh man, it's <laughs> like you know, that guy's like selling all that shit on the black yeah. market in like another country for yeah. like ten. He's making for a ten. profit off for ten. He's selling it to Eskimos. That's what Eskimos. Here you go, Greek. Here you go, hunt a polar bear. Greek, go ahead. Greek Eskimos. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so like, so that that's when I was like, you know what, this is stupid. Let me stop just picking up every little thing. Because you get the compulsion to pick everything up and oh, sell it, yeah. and like even in Diablo, they still sell for more than one. <laughs> so it's like you know, okay, not really, no, 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 really, no, a lot of them sell are... just for one. Yeah, there are things that sell for one. But like, yeah, every, absolutely, like like seventy five percent of the stuff that you pick up, though. No, no, oh yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, 75%. like because because a lot of the because here, like the a lot of people drop stuff is just mostly useless. But I think that's yeah. how they hook you because it's like you know you see all this stuff and you're like. There's got to be something good among this stuff. No, well, maybe the next batch of enemies. Oh my God! It's it, it it's its letters are yellow. That means it's got to be good, or or it, mm -hmm. it, it's it's a long name. It's got to be good. So you know you, you sell it off. Um, but so like there are a lot, just not seventy five percent in Diablo. Wow. There are a lot of there are a lot of one gold items. Like in in Diablo, when you play, you have the blue items, you have the right, yellow items, right, right. which are like uh, rare. But I mean, the regular and ones. And then you like... have the gold items, which are unique. And then you have like crafted items that you kill somebody. Right, but for. I'm talking about the junk. Yeah. Like, how frequent is like the one gold piece oh, junk? Oh, junk. The one gold junk piece junk is not the fifty yeah. gold piece. The one gold piece. No, no, no. The one gold piece, uh, you really have to work bad at. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, you, you, really like do. you have to play the game and suck at it and then say, oh, I'm going to equip this weapon. And you got the rusted bow of badness. <laughs> and there you go. And they should so, have a bow of badness in the, in the I game. I think that, what, uh, Al, do you remember some of the stupid names they had for, like, the really crap bows? Like, the cracked bow of fucking Vegetal or whatever the fuck? I don't remember. Jeez. But it was, it was really pretty funny. <laughs> Big Bang Attack! It's um. like the crabs of vagina bow. It's like... <laughs> uh, you know, they had, they had those things where you pick up every once in a while, and they were one. And to repair them... I think it took a lot of money. It cost and more than like, you'd be able to sell it back why for. Why would I repair yeah. this? Yeah, so um, it, it was a funny game Save in that aspect, but yeah. nothing like what yeah, you're this talking is, about. Yeah, this is a lot of ones. Wow. And, and the thing is, I don't think it's just like, I don't think it's like, let's throw a whole bunch of shit, of shit in the game. It's uh -huh. it's more like, let uh, increase the frequency that somebody will drop something. Because, hey, like if if somebody's if a goblin is coming at you with a club, Let's let's say in real life they were goblins. <laughs> if, mm -hmm. if in real life a goblin were to come at you with a club and you kill it, it will drop the club. Mm -hmm. Right. It's going and to drop gold. the club. Yeah. And gold and a treasure chest. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, well, no, it's going to drop. And it, some well, meat that I can pick right, up right, on my on. feet. Yeah. But it's going to drop the club, right? But, yeah. like, in the game, sometimes you kill enemies, they don't drop anything, you know? And that's not, you know, you should be able, like, uh, ideally, you should be able to pilfer whatever you want off their dead body, you know? If they come at you with a club and you kill them, it should drop the club. And like in a lot of those games, they they, they don't because they don't want to overload it. But I guess Titan Quest is just like you know what, it makes sense. Let more, not all, but let more enemies drop it so it feels more realistic. Mm. Um, uh -huh. You know what that reminds me of? Reminds me of World of right. Warcraft when people used to. Oh dear. I mean, they do it now, of course. It's it's all a random thing, but people used to complain that um, you know, you be on a quest where you have to pick up heads, and <laughs> some enemies just don't drop the head. You're like what? You mean tell me that this thing didn't you have can't a head? just go. You can't just go and decapitate it with your axe. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's like what? Come on, man. You mean to tell me yeah. that this thing, just like all these others, don't have fins? You I'm don't go it, kill three more to get a fin. In Manhunt Two, like the I don't I forget if you have to do this in Manhunt One, but in Manhunt Two, there, there's a gameplay mechanic where you have to um, 
the only way that some guy will let you into a door is if he if he knows you. And so you have to decapitate a guy and hold his head up to the peephole so oh, that okay. the guy thinks it's you. And so after I figured you could do that, after every t- every time after I killed a guy, I would just kind of hack away at his neck until he until his head came off. So I did that for everybody. Like I'd kill a guy and then just go hack 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 decapitated. Okay, go to another guy, kill a guy, hack 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 decapitate. Okay, another guy, hack hack hack. So it was like cool. You actually can dismember everybody if you have the patience to sit there and do it. Wow. But it. Wow, that's very violent. I'm sorry. I'm gonna side with fucking Jack Thompson on this. <laughs> that's a violent fucking game. And that's why I sold it back, because it sucked. Uh, Not because it was violent, but because it sucked. Let's move on. After oh, what you've been playing, as usual, let me scroll up to find the first story. The first story is, oh, hey, look, you want an Xbox 360? Did you buy it on September 3rd? You're a sucker because, you know, the price dropped down. Oh, here it is. Let's read the Ars Technica article. It says, Microsoft cutting the 360 to $199 in a throwdown with Sony. This is by Ben Kuchera from Ars Technica. Microsoft will cut the price of X- cut the price of Xbox 360 models as much as one third starting Friday. That was yesterday, uh, September the fifth. Mm-hmm. Expect fifty dollars to be cut from the Pro and Elite models of the hardware, and a big eighty dollars off the arcade model. So the new prices are: the arcade model is one hundred and ninety nine dollars, less than a Wii, less than a Wii. The sixty gigabyte model is two hundred and ninety nine dollars, less than a PS3, and the Elite model with one hundred and twenty gigs is three ninety nine. Now. Do some math. If you can find, a, I'm trying to think of how much they sell 120 gigabyte hard drives for now they separately. Sell for 149 now. 149. Okay, so if you want an elite, do the math and see how much it costs for you to buy the arcade plus the 120 gig hard drive plus cheap uh, HDMI cables from Monoprice, which will run you no more than five dollars. After shipping, maybe ten dollars, whatever. Um, so you could you could probably end. Yeah, you could probably end up saving $40. I don't know what else comes with the Elite, though. I guess you, maybe you get a headset with the Elite or something. So, like, you know, just try carefully. But if you don't want, like, half the stuff that comes with the Elite, uh, half the stuff, what am I saying? If you don't oh, want... Maybe maybe the gold, uh, mem- you know, the yearly... Uh, oh, does that come with the Elite, online? too? I, I'm thinking it should. Oh, okay, yeah. th- that's different, though. Well, yeah, either way, do the math. If you don't play online, then you probably won't need it, so... Uh, j- yeah, just mm-hmm. do the math and, and figure out. I think though that this is um, this is huge because I, to me the pro level, which is the uh, sixty gigabyte level, is kind of like the the um the ideal because well, now that sixty gigabytes at least and no longer twenty, uh, but it's like you know the arcade doesn't have a hard drive and the elite's mo- very expensive. Um, that when you get down to it, a Wii is two fifty. For fifty bucks more, you get the. A, a fully functional and, you know, not top of the line, but very, you know, very popular for a good reason, model of the 360. That's 50 bucks more. Now, some people might say I'd rather spend that on the Wii game. Um, I don't know what to tell you about Wii games recently. I mean, if you want... <laughs> if you want we got Wii selling, But they're not quote-unquote great. If you want carnival games, sure. 
Um, I want millions. Sonic at the Olympics. I mean, okay, okay, I'm exaggerating. There's a whole bunch of good Wii games, but it's like uh, the ones the ones that you're likely to still find today are the ones that like when you when you stack them up to do you want do you want to spend fifty dollars less on a Wii and get a game and then get maybe five to ten games that are good, or do you want to spend fifty dollars more on a 360 and then have the opportunity to choose from like tens of games that are good? You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at my collection now, and it's like I'm the type of guy who's just like, you know, I could be happy with just one system, but you know, in looking at my collection, it's like I've got, I've had my Wii the longest out of any next gen system. No, have, no, that's not true. I had my 360 longer. Never mind. Moot mm-hmm. point. Because I was gonna say mm-hmm. I, ha- I was gonna say I had my Wii longer, but I have more 360 games and I play them more. So, but that's not true. Anyway, ridiculous. But um, yeah, I mean, it's but it's uh, again, it's still a good time to you know jump into to buying a system because if you do want that Wii, you know, it is still technically the cheapest if you're not counting the arcade unit. I I personally don't really count the arcade unit that much because it's like it doesn't have the hard drive, and the hard drive is very very crucial mm-hmm. to experiencing a lot mm-hmm. that the 360 has to offer. Right. So. But again, if you don't plan on downloading too much stuff, then sure, get the arcade yeah, unit. How much are the external hard drives? Uh, Al said the the one twenty gigabyte hard drive. No, no, just like lower. Well, like I, if you wanted to go lower end, I don't know how much the sixty is selling for. I think the sixty is selling for like eighty or a hundred because the twenty was selling for like sixty. That's such a chip. Yeah, I mean, like seriously, if you like if you. Oh, okay, they should. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars for what? They better. With twenty gigabyte. They, they were just phasing it out. It was clear. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So what's on the market now? Well, just one twenties, I think. The sixty. Oh, just one twenties. It pays to go yeah. for the. Uh, n- don't even think about arcade. Just go for the fucking three hundred dollars. I mean, like, you know. Okay, so you got the you got that hard drive and you've got um a bunch of kick-ass games. What more do you need? No, because I mean, the, like again, the arcade is targeted to to those people who they just it comes with a half a gig memory card, so you have a, you have somewhere to save at least. If you don't, yeah, but that's terrible. I mean, <laughs> all right, but let me finish. Like, if you don't, if you don't download, do you, how many times have you connected to Xbox Live? You yourself, Tony. How many times have you connected to Xbox Live? Oh, I have. I let me tell you, I've had my Xbox for over a year. I didn't even sign up. Okay, then. So if you never had a hard drive and you just used a half gigabyte. Memory card, memory card, which does hold a lot of save game data at the very least, you probably wouldn't notice a difference. I would. I I've saved more than a gig. Is it more than on games? Really? Yeah, on games. Yeah, you've counted yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. We have Half Life, Half Life Two, Half Life uh, Three, not Three. What's it? Half Life Two, Episode One, Episode, episode one, Two. We. Uh, what am I talking about? The Orange Box. We have Bioshock. Okay, we have Bioshock. We have uh, all the different saves on Bioshock. We have. Oh, you're uh, a save junkie. You, you you keep all your saves. That's that's hardcore. Well, yeah. I, here's my starting point. Yeah. If I fuck up, here's my next point. You know, you know. So let me start at this point. If it fucks up, let me go back See, to my. Starting I forgot point. about. You I know, forgot that it. about you. So okay, you would know this. Notice the difference, but I mean, practically speaking, let. <laughs> But think about it though. If you're saving one thing at a time, you would not notice it. That's what I'm, no. and that's what I'm saying. Like normally, like okay. a lot of people don't go, go save junkie. Like a lot of people are like, okay, yeah. I'll keep one or two saves. Um, uh-huh. But the the other thing is that like I, I was telling a friend this. Um, I don't th- I don't know if he has an HD TV 
So it's like the, the Elite comes with uh, high-def cables. But if you don't have a high-def TV, maybe you get the arcade unit and you get the hard drive, and that's all you need for now because you don't, you, you don't, play, uh, you don't play too much online, but you do plan on downloading games. The so then, is, right. um, the, the arcade with the um, hard drive is 349. Right, and the Elite's 400. Three, oh, I thought, was, I thought it was 349. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was, that, otherwise I wouldn't even bother. Right. That's what I'm saying. The Elite's 399, so you save yourself 50 bucks that way. Mm-hmm. For Facebreaker, which got poor reviews. Um, <laughs> but no, but this is, this, is, this is kind of big. I mean, do you guys expect any backlash from Nintendo, or do you think they're just like, fuck, we're selling like 5 million a day, we don't need to? Mm-hmm. No, they're good. They're good. I think, I think Nintendo's good. They print money like all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They're like money. Yeah. Oh, 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 you want money. Oh, yeah, sure. Go, go make <laughs> you, you it. You like Go-car. money? Yeah? <laughs> oh, Work <yeah>. for us. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Oh, you want some of what we got? Oh, sure. Go try. I, you know? I am not so 100% sure. I think I, I'd like to see what happens after September. I want to see what the sales are like. But I think that, um, you know, getting a system that goes head to head with the PS3. For possibly two hundred dollars is huge, you know, mm-hmm. um, because you put okay, there's Metal Gear Solid Four, but you put like gear something that looks like Gears of War Two, because Gears of War Two looks even better than the first one. The first one I thought looked great. Okay, you put something that looks like Gears of War Two on a, a forty-inch TV, like in a store, and you say, hey, guess what? You could have this for two hundred bucks, and then you put I don't know, uh, The Legend of Zelda. Twilight Princess, which looks fantastic for for what it is, but it, no, it doesn't look as good as Gears of War Two. It never will. You know? No. And then you put no. that on a forty inch TV at less than HD resolution at four eighty p, and said, "Yeah, you can get this for two hundred and fifty." So you know the the guy who the guy who wants the graphics is going to look at that and be like, "Fuck that." <laughs> not to, not to say that like graphics are everything because I do not believe that. Like I am mm, against that, mm. and I actually hate that thinking. But a lot a lot of people who are into their gadgets. You know, mm-hmm. we'll judge it by that. And now the other thing is that the Wii audience is the people who don't really think that way. They just want something for their family. So is the Wii in trouble if it doesn't drop the price? Again, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm not as sure as you guys are that they'll be, quote, unquote, fine. Mm-hmm. Because I think, to, I think to me, price is still <laughs> one of the, if not the biggest barriers to entry. It's price. Not like, because a lot of, I, I feel like a lot of people who are kind of in but not into games, you know, they're just kind of sort of there. They look at the box and they're like, okay, well, how much does this cost? And then after they hear the price, they're like, okay, well, let's see what I can get out of this. Um, you know what I think? What? I think that people follow the trends and they follow what their kids, they have kids, like young kids, they follow what the young kids say. And mm-hmm. I think that just with the environment that we have now, that Xbox 360 isn't something that, you know, the five- to eight-year-old kid is going to be like, Mommy, get me a 360. Oh, yeah, and that's actually what I was going to say next, but you jumped in. But, yeah. um, but um, yeah, that's what I was going to say next. It's that, it's that it's not part of the – it doesn't have as, as, as powerful of a marketing blitz as the Wii has been enjoying, or, or at least just that momentum. Um, mm-hmm. But, again, I still think it's hard, to, it's hard to ignore when something like this drops down to that price, you know? I mean, we we don't know what's going to happen. It's not it's not it's not easy for and and yes, there are the five to the eight year olds. But then, what about all the all the twenty year olds with the buying power that they have themselves? Yeah, and that's the other thing that I'm thinking of. Um, it kind of like shoots itself in the foot because anybody, not anybody, but people who usually know 
enough about the console and the, the game industry would want the one with the hard drive. Um, and then those who don't, who you would think would be the ideal market for the arcade, are probably not likely to jump in because they won't find titles that, is, that they associate with. Say you know that last part again? They won't really find yeah. games that they associate with. With what system? I mean, 360. I'm talking about like people who know enough, who who know better, they would get the the core. Mm-hmm. But people who would be the market for the 360 arcade might not get the attachment. Might not say, okay, well, I'm gonna get this because it's 199, and it's cheaper than a a, a Wii, and it's got games I want. Right, but the the other thing though is that like it's not just that the the arcade is 199; it's that the core is 299, which is Again, which is just a stone's throw away from what the Wii's going at. And that's why I'm saying that maybe even if the Wii just drops maybe by like $20, they, they, they probably want to think about that to, just to keep the momentum going. Oh, well, yeah, that's oh. definitely a great idea, um, especially since they haven't had a price cut for the two years it's been out. But unfortunately, they said there weren't going to be any price cuts, Right, I believe. Well, here's the funny thing well, is that they uh, said – uh, uh, they said, "Sorry, Tony, I didn't even hear you. you you'll, you'll go next." Mm-hmm. No, but okay. um, yeah. so I think it was Shane Kim or someone else that was like, "Yeah, we're just trying to beat Sony." <laughs> they didn't even address Nintendo. Someone was like, "How do you think this will fare against Nintendo?" Like, well, we can't <laughs> oh, really, yeah, that is we can't yeah, really, we're just, well, yeah, we're just trying to beat Sony Blu-ray, because you know? now yeah. Sony is actually overtaking them for the past two months in sales. Sony has been winning, so well because of the Blu-ray. I mean, like Blu-ray is fucking. Uh, it's becoming a big fucking thing now. Mm. You know, everybody, everybody in my job is talking about uh, about Blu-ray. Mm. You know, and they swear that it's fucking great and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, but you bought Sony. Come on. And I'm like, yeah. And they're looking at me like, yeah, you're a fucking racist. Like, <laughs> hey, fuck? I, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you that the reports of Sony's consoles breaking down with the red rings. Uh, now, we're, no, no, not there. Reports on Microsoft consoles breaking down with the red ring. Oh, what? Ten percent. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. So if you, if yeah. you want to talk uh-huh. about a company that's fucking up their hardware, it's not Sony. <laughs> I mean that's just a fact. Like, uh, okay. So, uh, what the fuck was I going to say? See, you interrupted me. Let's I rewind. kept on talking. You just kind of you started <laughs> while I was talking. So, uh, what Let, were you uh, saying? Let's think. I Let's, don't know. Drum roll. Drum roll. Help Tony think about what he was going to say. Let's move on. We were talking about versus the Wii and Microsoft saying that they're only going against Sony. Yeah, some shit like that. What the <laughs> fuck? Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, we're like still on the first news yeah. story, aren't we? We're gonna, yeah, we're going to skip the next one and go to um, something for Al. Command and Conquer, red alert. You can download it for free, and I think I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, if um, you don't have it from like yeah. eight years ago. I don't. Twelve years ago. I do not. Years ago, whenever the fuck that game came out. I do not. So you can head over to EA's official page, download both the Allies and the Soviets discs. The files are actually... I, okay. So the files are ISO images of the CDs themselves, so you need blank CDs. Um, oh, so you got to copy them. you got to burn them. Like, they haven't, they haven't done um, a conversion. So, which, I mean, it's great that we're getting it for free. Anyways, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying for yeah, anyone. Still a little work. Caveat. You know, caveat, get blank CDs. Um, as, you got to burn as them. As if they cost so much today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like five cents. <laughs> um, it will run on Windows XP 98, maybe 95, but it's not, quote, co- officially, end quote, compatible with Windows Vista. Uh, Do they still even acknowledge Emmy? Uh, yeah, some, some, some I don't think I don't think Microsoft <laughs> does. No, Microsoft. <laughs> I think Microsoft actually still does. They phased out 98. 
OK, OK. Really? Yeah. Huh. I would rather have 98 oh, than Emmy. Mm, me too. Exactly. <laughs> I think anybody in their right mind would. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, last week we talked about Square Enix potentially buying Tecmo. Tecmo said, mm. nah, maybe not. It's really funny because uh, Square came back later and was just like, we are confused. Why do they not want us to buy them? Uh, can you please give us a reason for not wanting us to buy you and get back to us, please? And then we'll make our decision, which is and then they said, which is completely opposite from what they from what they said before, which is if you do not want us to buy you, we will back down. Hi, and they were just like <laughs> this time they're like um, it was like um, can, come on, yeah, come on, you, yeah, exactly, come on, why won't you? Why right. won't you want to be bought and transformed into something right. we want? But eventually, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but eventually, Square was just like, you know what. Fuck it, we'll, we'll come back later. And this this one, this one piece is from Gamasutra. says, Square Enix withdraws Tecmo bid, hints at other acquisitions. Following Tecmo's announcement yesterday that seeking a merger with fellow Japanese publisher Koei, which certain, Koei. Which certain people think is ridiculous, um, there's an editorial on 1up.com if you want to read about that. Square Enix formally withdrew its offer of a friendly takeover. The withdrawal of the offer follows a written letter of rejection from Tecmo. Although Square Enix were willing to make minor revisions to the offer, a statement from the company implies demands made by Tecmo, particularly in regards to the takeover price, made further discussions impossible. Discussing the withdrawal with the Japanese press, Square Enix president Yoichi Wada indicated that he did not know whether the company would try to acquire Tecmo again at a later date. A news report suggests that a future deal, any future deal depends on whether Tecmo wants to work for Square Enix. A merger between Tecmo and Koei would create a company still less than a third the size of Square Enix. Uh, Koei, who makes Dynasty Warriors, game, Dynasty Warriors games like five times a year. Um, Wada also confirmed that Square Enix was continuing to look at further acquisitions around the world, but failed to give any hint as to what type of businesses the company was most interested in. I got a, I got a hint. How about not role-playing games? Because that's all you do. <laughs> well, <laughs> which you know, which honestly is fine. I mean, well, I I don't know what their financial. That's why are they like, need though. their developers. They're like, oh, you make action exactly. games that are great. That's why they want them. Oh, 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 and and here comes the flip side. Uh, you know, Tecmo wanted to sign with Koei, so what does Exa- Square right, Enix do? Right. Oh, Square Enix says, shit, we got to go home. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so on, on Tecmo side of things, um, there's some good news. Uh, from Kotaku, settlement reached for Team Ninja overpaid wages. Overpaid? Lawsuit. Okay, so this is from Kotaku. This is by uh, Brian Ashcraft. Back in June, we first broke the news that two Team Ninja employees filed suit with the Tokyo District Court for unpaid wages, demanding uh, approximately $77,000 in payment. Um, according to the suit, the workers were illegally placed on a flexible hours work scheme on June 16th, starting four years ago. From that point, overtime wasn't paid, apparently. The plaintiffs represented all 300 Tecmo employees and, con- shame. and contest that because <laughs> of this dubious employment structure, overtime for the employees exceeded over 100 hours per month in unpaid overtime. Ooh. Tecmo developer Hiroaki Ozawa was one of the plaintiffs in the case and since February has headed up the, quote, Tecmo Labor Union, end quote. The suit even claimed that Tecmo had created false documents and had covered up accounting documents. Today, Tecmo announced a judicial settlement has been reached. Translated statement... Here, regarding the litigation against our company on September 1st, the settlement was reached as indicated below. On July 16th, two of our employees brought suit against our company regarding unpaid overtime on Tokyo District Court, presented a proposed settlement. On September 1, judicial settlement was reached. So uh, they don't say how much they get. Mm -hmm. I mean, usually don't. But I have an idea of why they wanted to, like, go to Koei. Maybe Koei is uh, located in Cambodia. 
That way they can't pay people <laughs> a fucking... Koei. <laughs> the fuck? In Cambodia. Um, no, I... I th- uh, shit. I mean, that Koei thing is kind of weird. Uh, Ko- like, I, like I said, Koei makes Dynasty Warriors. Dynasty mm-hmm. Warriors. Dynasty Warriors. Uh, Samurai Warriors. Dynasty Warriors? Dynasty Warriors Extreme. Samurai Warriors Extreme. <laughs> Samurai Warriors Orochi. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors Orochi. I mean, it's it's all these different games. They're so wait, different. Wait, wait, wait. They also make Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which all of these games are based on. That's true. That too. But it's like, I, I don't see the, and I, I hate to use marketing buzz terms, but I don't see the synergy there. I don't see where Tecmo could benefit from them. You know, oh my god, we have new mailbag stuff. Wow, awesome. Oh, but yeah, yay. so it's like I don't see where that's kind of going and and James Milky over at oneup.com has a better blog on this and if anybody's interested go to oneup.com um and read that blog. He's got it more, you know, although more vicious in his writing. Um it's more it's it's more concrete as to what the problems are with this. Anyway, Max Payne is getting a movie. Yay. yay. It's got Mark Wahlberg. Is it directed in it. by Uwe Boll? No, no, actually, it's not. Yay! <laughs> it's directed by John Moore, and let me look at his credentials. But meanwhile, he's pissed because Max Payne's getting an R rating. Mm-hmm. I gotta say this, okay? If it's a Max Payne movie, I would never accept anything less than an R rating because it's Max Payne. Even yeah, uh-huh. the thing is, they wanted it of course, PG thirteen, so they can get higher audience. I, I, I get that. And I, they must have tailored it to or tried to tailor it but yeah, and I, I do have to yeah. say something though um, to sorry to interrupt you um, I saw this thing on um, IFC called this film is not yet rated uh-huh. and it's about a whole bunch of people who are like you know filmmakers I did want to see that I wanted uh-huh. to see that Yeah. Huh? I wanted to see that go ahead yeah it's, it's good um, it talks about how the MPAA and the rating system is basically a bunch of bullshit Mm-hmm. And um, the people don't even fit the the standards that they say that they're supposed to fit. Like the people mm-hmm. in the ratings board are supposed to be like parents of like five to eight year olds, and a lot of them are like parents of adults. And they don't they they don't have a, a standard rating system. And then when you want to go and find out who they are or find out for appeals, like who is rating your movie, they, they do not disclose any of that. Mm. And they will wow. not. They refuse to tell you anything about who is doing it for fear of pressure. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, those people have to talk directly to the studios. Right. I got you. And that's nice. where they get their influence. So um, what he's talking about, I can kind of identify. He's talking about how, you know, they gave him an R-rated move, uh, an R rating because of... Uh, was it language or the violence? I forget. Let's which see. Was. I'm gonna read this. Probably the violence. Um, yeah. Let's see. Slapping. R rating. So Walburn. Let's see. They didn't. Uh, they didn't say exactly what it was, but they said what they tried to do. So in this last paragraph, right. it says, "The Max Payne director says that Wahlberg intentionally avoided some salty language." and that Moore, quote, didn't go cutting people's heads off and ripping their eyeballs out just for the fun of it to help not the PG-13, though I will say that Max Payne's not about cutting people's heads off anyways, so. Mm-hmm. But, I'll um, tell you what is, Black Christmas. Black Christmas. <laughs> oh, what a crappy movie. Uh, Listen. <laughs> it is exactly Why would you watch that things. anyway? <laughs> oh, because uh, somebody else in this house was watching it, and I had to wait until I had to leave for work. We play Black Cat. Uh, we won't mention names, yeah. But yeah, so, so let's just put it this way: I think the reason why they got the R rating is because they did the Boogie Nights ending. Oh where he God! Showed <laughs> <the> <laughs> yeah. This is my gun. 
Boing. But yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I, you know, having played Max Payne and enjoyed that, like, I, you know, I can feel where he's coming from, and I, I'm, it sucks that he's going to have less of an audience for this, but it's Max Payne, man. You got to make it R-rated. Come on. Oh, wait, a like, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Keep going. Uh, I was just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. You, I'm just gonna say. Wait, that it's didn't Max, make much sense. I was just gonna say it's Max Payne. So make a movie that does hit the R rating that's in line with Max Payne. You know, you don't have yes. to. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. but you know but he goes, say, a... he goes on to say he goes on to say that uh, um, the Dark Knight got a PG rating and PG thirteen rating and basically sucked Warner Brothers cock. Yeah, I was gonna mention <laughs> that. I thought I didn't know if they had that in there. They had yeah, it in, in uh, the Kotaku article, and I think that in the Kotaku article they were talking about. Um, it may have been rated R because of its darkness, uh, mm. because it was a dark movie and its its theme was dark well, or whatever. But the Dark yeah. Knight is dark too. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's no, why no, no. he was it, talking it, about the correlation. Yeah, no, I think I think the reason why he's he's like there's a lot of action sequences in the Dark Knight and stuff, but you got to look at why the Dark Knight was not rated R. It didn't show blood, mm-hmm. okay, and the only blood that they did show, okay, was like. Still, it wasn't like dripping, right? Or pouring right. Like out no one got shot. Like there was that. no spraying exactly. or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know. So, and whenever somebody got shot, they never showed the actual. They would show the person shooting, but never the person getting shot. Right. Right. Okay. So they would like show a shot, and then like the person lying on the floor, whatever the fuck. Right. Okay. That's all they showed. Okay. Uh, that that is why there's a very fine line between. R and PG thirteen, very very fine line. You show one ounce of dripping blood, done. Yep, done. You say one f bomb. You have it's R. No 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 one f bomb is, is, is allowed. One f bomb. Yeah, oh, is I'm allowed. sorry, more than one. Yeah, two. yeah more than one. F bomb. One f bomb uh, is fine. You say f bomb with motherfucker, done. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Fuck motherfucker, yeah, done. <laughs> That's it. Thank yeah, thank you, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, but I, now I, I have a question here, and I, yeah. I had one, and I forgot what it was, so let's not move <laughs> on. This is Forget Cast. Forget Cast. <laughs> it was about – oh, no, 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 actually, no, I remember. Now, does anybody uh-huh. remember when Ghost with Patrick Swayze was rated R? Yeah. It was? Rated R? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, it was rated R. And then they changed it to PG-13, like, like a couple of weeks after it came out in theaters. Oh, I got to ask Pook. Pook, ghost. Yeah, you dumb bitch. Um, wow. Ghost. <laughs> Jesus. Pook, oh, I love you. I love you. I... <laughs> um, do you remember when Ghost was rated R? No, the, the fucking Broadway show Ghost. I am dead now and I go through floors. <laughs> was it rated R ever that you remember? Uh, yeah, I, I, she doesn't remember. It was. Either. It was. Are you serious? No, it was rated R. It was rated R. Are you yes, I'm dead serious. It was rated R, and then like two weeks later, it turned PG-13. Um, and the reason why I brought it up because I, I was wondering, like, how they justify the changing of that rating. Um, and there was, I don't remember like the sex scene in it if it showed her. Oh no, it, it no, did no. not because I don't remember. I think it was no all boobs, back. No ass, okay, no okay, nothing. so they yeah. just had the scene. All right. Because I, that's why I remember, like, back to my sister's, like, why'd they change it? You know, kids, you know, it's not, you know, a PG-13 movie. It's rated, it's an R movie because there's, like, it's all dark and, like, they had a scene in it. And, like, you know, when, when, when Carl got sliced through the chest, it was all bloody and stuff. And I'm like, uh. 
Saw it already. Doesn't matter. You took me to see it. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> but well, like this goes back to the conversation I had with you on many many podcasts ago, where um you know there was a discrepancy in what the fuck uh, you know constitutes an R right, of right. which um you know Jaws was rated PG, and you know you go into the whole thing <laughs> of what constitutes what constitutes a uh, R rated movie. Well. Blood, Richard Dreyfus, you know, dismemberment, you know, shit like that, you know, all of that, all of that happened in Jaws, and then we go to Judge Dredd. I okay, am the law. And I am the law. No, fuck. There was not one fucking f bomb in there, and I'll say f bomb because I hate saying fuck. So, <laughs> so there was not one. <laughs> there was not one of those in there and yet it got an R rating just because there was a little blood are you serious yeah that I don't get I don't get how that was R but um yeah that was a shitty movie imagine we watched it was R for shitty movie R for fucking really shitty they didn't want it to right Pook but um, Austin <laughs> if you think that's bad wait till you see this film is not your rated when they talk about the the jump between R and NC-17. Oh, boy. It's Ooh. clearly stupid. Yeah. I, I was reading uh, about Fort that on Wiki. Fort so. got that, yeah. Um, one more thing to tie this back into video games. Like, Sorry. Huh? <laughs> no, what were you saying? I didn't Movie hear what you said. Huh? What did you say? I didn't hear it. Oh, I said Fort Failing. Uh, Fort Failing, remember that movie? Mm-mm. It was Andrew Dice Clay. He got that automatically. <laughs> Cause Just because of him. Automatically. Dice Clay and NC-17. <laughs> Yeah, automatically. It was like, oh, Andrew Dice Clay is doing a movie. Oh, NC-17. Bye. That's great. They were like, yeah, you didn't even see the fucking movie that's yet. Great. No, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's stupid, but it's also great like in some sort of twisted way. But yeah, to tie this back into games, it's like Manhunt 2. Manhunt was, was, was an M, and then Manhunt 2 got an AO before it was edited. You know, that type of stuff. And I'm sorry, it's, it was the same stuff. It, uh-huh. all, all the stuff, all that, that was largely reactionary. It was to it was to send a message, and that's what really bugs me because they didn't really go by any standards. They're just like even though the first one was an M and the second one, just, I don't know. Maybe there's some warped stuff that we'll never know was in Manhunt Two, but there's probably some hidden warped stuff that's in Manhunt One that no one ever found yet. So, <laughs> well, question: um, when you when you were saying that you chopped off somebody's head, if you stayed there long enough, you could chop off the head. Is there like blood spurting out at all? You know, when you're doing that, uh, and- it wasn't gratuitous. I mean, again, I don't think it's anything that would have been that would have been um, so out of place in the first game either. So no, that's what I'm saying. And yeah, I, th- I think you said I the first game, you right? You can do that in the first game. I never <clears throat> tried. Oh, that was the second. The game second game is the one where oh. I remember clearly <clears throat> that you had to show someone's head in order to get in the door. And again, maybe th- I, I'm pretty sure that at some point in the first game that happens. I just haven't gotten there yet. I'm only like about a third of the way through the first one, so I don't know. Okay. Um, but anybody, okay. and, and, and in any case, anybody wants to buy Manhunter, Manhunt Two, buy Manhunt One, Manhunt Two sucks. Thank you. Um, but speak, <laughs> speaking of Take Two, um, these rumors are flying around again that uh, Take Two is going to put the Wii version of Grand Theft Auto out. I don't know whether to believe this or not, but people are saying that. This is from Steve Watts on OneUp.com. Says Take Two may be thinking about bringing Grand Theft Auto onto the Nintendo Wii. Reports MCV at an earnings call. Take Two CEO Ben Feeder commented on the close relationship the company has garnered with Nintendo in the development of Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars, of which we saw nothing, even though they had an E3 and could have shown something. They just showed a stupid logo. And I'm still not interested in the game, but let me go on with 
Monthly News article. Quote, I will tell you that we spent an enormous amount of time and effort working with Nintendo and developing that partnership, he said. Goes on to comment that the company will continue to build that relationship and calls Chinatown Wars an important step, end quote. When asked directly about a Grand Theft Auto game on the Wii, Feeder turned suspiciously evasive. Quote, so without commenting on whether GTA specifically is coming to the Wii or not, I will say that Nintendo and Take-Two work very well together. We intend to continue to grow that relationship. Mm. <clears throat> hint, hint. Elbow nudge, elbow nudge. This isn't by put any... Put that man on the lie detector. Yeah. This is... No, <laughs> put him on spin control. That's what... Spin... Well, there is nothing to spin yet. There is just, you know, because we don't no, know no, anything. No, no, no. He's, he's... But the, he's good. I mean, oh, yeah. really. Yeah, we're Evading not doing anything, and that's why everything works well. <laughs> this isn't by any <laughs> means a confirm- confirmation, but refusing to give a straight no means a straight... Oh, I'm sorry. Here. But refusing to give a straight no means it could be in the cards. Note, of course, that he says GTA not mentioning Grand Theft Auto 4 by name, a game which could be difficult to port to the less powerful Wii hardware if it could, it could be done. If a title in the series is on its way to Wii, and that's already a big if, it will more likely be a new creation or a port of one of the party pe- game. Of one of the pe- uh, party game. A port of one no. of the PS2-era Grand Theft Auto <laughs> games. Either way, the runaway success of the Wii combined with the blockbuster history of the Grand Theft Auto series could make for a very smart partnership that might also appease some core gamers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what I think they could do is take Grand Theft Auto 2 and use the other Grand, the older Grand Theft Auto engines, and maybe they just don't make it as expansive, but I never played Grand Theft Auto 4, so I don't know how expansive it is, so I could be completely wrong. Whatever the case may I'm be, just... <laughs> I'm probably not going Sorry. to play this on the Wii. I'm certainly not no. going to play it on consoles. I'll wait till that shit comes out to my PC. Thank you very much, even though it probably won't for another 17 years. Grand Theft Auto Wii, laughing. would you buy it? Sorry. I'm just laughing because I'm thinking they're going to make a GTA Fit. That's it. A GTA Fit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Running on the balance board instead when yeah. you're in a car. Run, carjack. Though it would be interesting if you're driving and you use the you use the balance board as your foot pedal. That could be interesting. But um, I'm not even kidding. Like that, Like that sound... I think that if they came out with a good racing wheel, read one that you don't just float in the air, and then they use uh-huh. they give you the option to use the balance board as like your accelerator. That that could be cool. Like the 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 one side's the brake and one side's the accelerator because it has two halves. That would be cool. Uh-huh. But um, I don't know if anybody would go for that. Anyway, Grand Theft Auto on a Wii. Would you buy it? G- assuming assuming <laughs> that assuming that they will use. The Wii technology in some way to enhance the experience. What could it enhance? What could it enhance? Okay, so you you know you walk, you move the sticks this way, you want to run and carjack somebody, you like em- emulate the movements on the screen. What could they do? Well, the first big thing they could do is get rid of that shitty targeting and actually let you point to shoot. Just like they do on a keyboard and mouse, which lets you point to shoot instead of using crappy analog sticks, which don't work on shooters. That's what I say. Uh, yeah, it's a big. Uh, that's a big thing for me because shooting on consoles is just inferior. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Um, mm-hmm. no, I don't know if they could do much else. Uh, I'm just trying to think. I mean, but that, yeah, I mean that's not innovative. That's what I'm getting at. You know, it's like eh, that's fine. They could do that. That's, that's just because it's not innovative, but, don't mean it's eh. not. It, don't make it not true. Yeah, but no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just because it's just because it's on there, don't make it not like, true. How does that make it more exciting? It, uh, you it, know, to me, it. Eh. Okay, well, the qu- well, here's a question. Anyway, well, here's a question. You know, I mean, do you yeah. really want it? Like, okay, a lot of people do go for more exciting, and that's fair. But I'm saying that any improvement is an improvement. You know, it will be an improvement. Well, it, it, it may not sound exciting. It's like it's like the same thing that people said about the DS screen. Oh, you got another screen. What are you gonna do? Put a map on? 
now when a game that doesn't have a map comes out, they're like, where's the map? Where's the map? Where's the map? So, I mean, case in point, just because it's not exciting doesn't mean it's not a big boost to the gameplay. I think if they wanted to make it, like, interesting, they should have, like, a where you go into buildings and do a lockpicking mode where you have to make the motions of lockpicks. They could and do then, that. They could do you know, that. That's a good idea. That's, you know, they could do that. I mean, or they either that pick uh, the locks of cars, break the column wheel before you automatically just go into a car and automatically it starts. What happens? Or maybe you could hot, hot hotwire You could hotwire that. That'd be good. You see, exactly. you, I want, what I want. You see, teaching our kids how to steal cars. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Ah, fuck you. Um, fuck you. Teach your kids not how to play these they, games. They could, they could have a perverse mini game wherein when you, you know, invite a special guest into the backseat of your car, you know, do something. <laughs> Uh, what I what I want what I want is just the simplest thing of when you have a baseball bat you just swing and you just because what I I mean it's the simplest thing I know it's the simplest thing and it's stupid and you could just do it with a button press but I like just kind of like pretending to beat down on somebody with the with the remote you just like if you're holding a bat you just swing and you beat the crap out of them I mean could you imagine like something that's why I'm kind of curious as to how Rygar will work out. With the Wii, the Wii version. Uh, so, yeah, didn't they say sorry. that that game was supposed to make people tired? Yeah, and that's that's why I'm worried about. But I mean, I just mm-hmm. I just want to swing the thing and, and 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 beat people over the head with a stick. Well, I would like to be I, I like it to be intuitive. If they're gonna make a Grand Theft, like if you swing a bat crosswise, like like a sword. Come on, just like you know, if you swing it backhand. Let the guy swing backhand and knock someone you know over towards the uh, the right side. Well, there is there is or Wii Motion if, Plus, so they could do that now. I mean, like, yeah, so, um, you know, if they make it like that, where it's like no other Grand Theft Auto in the world, okay, uh, I mean, you've got the same uh, same story drive and stuff like that, but it's got these controls where you could do so much more. They, they could, I, I definitely buy you it. You know, they could do, I would they definitely could do something with the, uh, with the weather channel. I mean, not that this would be, like, anything to do with the gameplay, but it would be a cool little trick. They could do something yeah. with the weather channel such that, like, if it's raining in your area, it's raining in the game. You know, things, that's little awesome. things like that. But the that's question awesome. remains, sure. would you buy it on Wii? I still don't think I'd buy it on Wii because I don't buy Grand Theft Auto in the first place. That was the reason why I didn't answer. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. then, <laughs> well, then, <laughs> then why are you asking if you would buy it on a Wii if you'd never buy it anyway? I am asking What's you guys. <laughs> well, did uh, Al, did you ever buy uh, Grand Theft Auto? Not personally. I bought one for him. So he oh, owns one, but yeah, I mean, I th- <laughs> because and, and the All other right, the other so... thing is the other thing is that like some people when it comes to their console they might think oh maybe I'll give it a shot you know what I mean so yeah it's like yeah. it's like I'm not gonna buy this game on a console oh wait it's coming for PC I can use my mouse maybe I'll try it that was my right. mentality with Grand Theft Auto it's like I wouldn't try it unless it's on a PC and even then it's still wonky and, and like San I was saying I was talking about San Andreas maybe a couple of months ago no, when Jeez. I started uh-huh. and it like. I'm not a graphics whore, but it just looks horrible. It, it is Andrews. one of the worst-looking things that I've <laughs> recently played on my it PC. Is. It is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. The shadowing is bad. The, the yeah. visuals are horrible. I, I've con- had a lot of issues contro- with it that And it controls game. janky. Like, when I play it, it controls oh, janky. Yeah. Like, even with, a, even with a keyboard and a mouse, like, the aiming is fine, but everything else still feels looser than it needs to be. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's... I agree. I mean, and uh, here's the thing. If it comes out on Wii, will it sell mm-hmm. 10 million more units? Because Cat, because yeah. Cat Bailey is reporting that it, it's now hit the 10 million seller mark. What uh, units, or mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, it, games, or units of game systems? What are you talking about? Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 
units. Oh, d- yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Just the game itself. Yeah. yeah. Will it sell that much? Um, <laughs> if it went on don't two know. weeks. I <clears throat> don't know because um, it really, really does seem that uh, the Wii and the DS are becoming more and more casual and not more hardcore. And I don't think hardcore gamers are going to buy anything on a Wii. I mean, like, really. I Hi. haven't bought shit on a Wii Hi. in years. I've, I've bought... All my games are technically... Well, not all, but most of my games are technically core games, as they call it. But so let's see. You might have heard that Grand Theft Auto 4 is a popular game. How popular one? I just asked the 10 million people who have purchased GTA 4 through August 16th. Joystick is reporting that, according to their quarterly earnings report, Take-Two generated revenues of $433.8 million. Take that, EA. Thanks in large part to GTA 4. Sid Meier's Revol- Civilization Revolution and Top Spin 3... Actually, I want to get I, I want to get Civ Revolution. I've heard a lot of good things about that, and since I've never played the original Civ, like they say, this is easier to get into. But uh, I don't want to have a dumbed down version, so I'm still hesitant. But anyway, <laughs> want a little perspective on GTA 4 success? Top selling predecessor Grand, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas has sold 21.5 million units as of March 2008, meaning that GTA 4 is nearly halfway to San Andreas's lifetime sales with a PC port which I will buy instead of the 360 port, and additional downloadable content on the horizon. Expect GTA's four success, GTA 4's success to continue. Um, I was actually reading, just out of curiosity, a list of the best-selling franchises in video game history. So, game history, best-selling franchises. And Mario continues to be number one. Um, uh-huh. And I think uh, The Sims is number three. I, for the longest time, I thought The Sims was actually at number one. And I didn't know that Why? Mario was really, but but I don't know if they're counting like Mario Golf, you know? Probably are. They're probably counting anything Ma- that says yeah, Mario. Mario. And I don't, uh, I don't, and I don't agree yeah. with that thing. But 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 after Mario is Pokemon. Let's see where Grand Theft Auto falls. Grand Theft Auto is sixth place with seventy million in the franchise altogether. Um, five hmm. and four. Let's see. So the first is Mario. Second is Pokemon. Third is The Sims. Fourth is Final Fantasy with eighty-five million. Mm. And the number five one is Need for Speed. Wow. Need oh, for Speed sold terrible. more Though to put into perspective, P- Need for... Ha, say it I'm sorry. I said Need for Speed sold more than Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, to put it into perspective, though, Need for Speed has been around three years longer, and, you know, the first racing games were literally just racing games that people just got into, and then they that's that's, be- that's before they started all this underground shit and, and let's be edgy shit. But it was like it was like a popular racing game before. And yeah, like something like suit. Right. And something that something that someone who didn't want to like shoot hookers yeah. could get into. That's probably yeah, why. And hot pursuit fucking sucks. <laughs> drive hot hot looking cars without and actually owning them. Now oddly enough, and I expected this to be a higher number, Madden is all the way down at number seven. Wow, dude. Holy I shit. I thought that they would be in the top five. Yes, yeah, well, me too. Madden's been out since eighty nine. Yeah. But then again, Madden didn't really catch steam. Until it started coming out, PlayStation like 05, when it That's true. came out for the bigger consoles. That's true. Uh, not 05, hey, um, 95. Yeah. Where's Where's the LJN ga- LJN games on this uh, list? Well, LJN is technically not a franchise, but if you were to put it on this <laughs> list, it'd probably be at like number two thousand five hundred seventy-seven million. But uh, let's move on from sales to um, what Grand Theft Auto can teach those ten million customers it sold to. Mother credits GTA Four. With teaching daughter life-saving skills. How about that, Jock Thompson? How about that? 
Here's the subtitle. 11, 11, 11-year-old Audrey Pleak er, learned the seriousness of a bad car crash from the controversial game. This is pretty humorous. On August 27th, 11-year-old Audrey Pleak and her family were riding in their 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee when all of a sudden it swerved off the road, hit a guardrail, and flipped four times, caving in the roof and knocking out the back window. With her parents dazed and without their glasses, Audrey remained calm, climbed over the tire in the back seat, and pulled her 9-year-old sister, her 7-year-old brother, and then her parents out of the total vehicle. Then, with the help of her father, flagged down a vehicle to get some more help. Her mother, Karen Norris, believes that Audrey's experience... <sighs> yeah. ...believes that Audrey's experience as a game her aided her in this unexpected incident. She Not. Okay, now, now read what she says, quote... She just knew from playing Grand Theft Auto. She saw on there that when a car rolls over, it can blow up. She knew that could happen to us. Norris adds, quote, She showed the kind of bravery and courage you don't expect from an 11-year-old. She stayed composed. She sounded upset, but she knew things had to get done to help her parents and siblings. All this is more of a he-said-she-said type of deal. It's nice seeing the non-gaming press put the industry in a positive light. That I do appreciate. So forget the yeah. entire concept of cars dramatically exploding after they tip over, not exactly being exclusive to the Grand Theft Auto series. Uh, movies, TV, hello? Music. Oh, yeah, old movies. Music videos. Every single car blows up. In Family Guy, horses blow up, or the video yep. game industry for that matter. And remember that one of the industry's unfortunate whipping boys may have aided a little girl in saving the lives of her family. Okay. It's kind of. Uh, ca- did she go and beat an old lady with a bat afterwards? Yes, actually, she did. It says it right here. No. <laughs> You know, see, what I was going to ask was, did the car blow up? So, yeah. I guess uh, my question has been answered, and uh, the stereotype still remains in place. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, you know, I, again, I appreciate that, you know, the gaming industry is getting kind of a good word in. But if I'm going to treat stupid articles that bash games as stupid, <laughs> I've got to treat, treat stupid articles that praise games as yeah. stupid. I mean... Mm-hmm. You... <laughs> it's like you know what it is it's like everybody's bashing the industry oh, the video game industry oh it's horrible it's horrible yeah but it's making money oh shit now we gotta do like good heartfelt stories well it's not it's, not, it's not even yeah but it's it's down to the level of like what Al was saying and what the bottom paragraph of this thing says is is an exploding car exclusive to Grand Theft Auto she couldn't have gotten that from television furthermore I, well, that's what I'm. You know, that's I, why I'm tying tying it right, in. I, I yeah, understand. I, mean, I I'm, let me keep on going, sorry, please. Sorry, <laughs> <sighs> sorry. But like, eh. my other thing is that eleven year old. I mean, if if you're a good parent and you can teach your daughter or son to understand the difference between reality and fiction, fine. Mm-hmm. Let her play Grand Theft Auto. But I'm just I'm still sketchy on that. And it's like, why does she know from Grand Theft Auto? Why doesn't she know from her parents, from her from her relatives? Or from other things that, when it rolls over, you should get your family out of there. It's not yeah, because, because of parents, going to explode. Because her, because her parents never flipped over the car before. That's why. It's not. <laughs> yeah, okay. but it's not even just an okay, explosion. Jenny. You know, it's I'm it's sorry. like, yeah. it's like you want to get them out of there in the first place, unless the risk of them having pierced their aorta or something, in which case you kind of don't want to move them. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, there's some yeah. instances where you don't want to move them, but if they're, like, uh-huh. just in their seat and, they're, like, they're not crushed under anything, move them the fuck out. You know? What happens mm. if the road is still on... Uh, the road. What happens if the car is still on the road and another car comes down and doesn't see them? Of course you want to move them out so they don't get hit in the crash. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not... You know, this is not... No disrespect towards the kid, but it's just, like... Uh, th- You're just upset that they tied this to a video game. Yeah. That's it. With, with I mean, very like- little... 
Very they didn't little, even ask the kid, Listen, did they? this is It's, it's this very is, little concrete, a, you know, it's a very... Because this uh, is pedestrian. I mean, it's totally pedestrian. It is something that anybody would probably do, especially a kid, if they wanted to save their parents that they loved and their sisters or brothers that they loved. It has nothing to do with a video game, and that's what you're angry at. I understand that. The thing is, I'm laughing at this because it sounds so ridiculous. I'm like, there's so many things that could have happened. She could have got out the car, pulled her dad out, stabbed him in the neck, turned over the car, <laughs> drove it off. I mean, come on. I mean, those are things that happen in a video game. Sure. Why is Grand Theft Auto responsible for teaching this girl how to do this? I mean, like, you know, that's why I'm laughing at it. I mean, you never know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But I just I just think stuff like this shouldn't be... Okay, not that stuff like this shouldn't be learned from a game, but she should have known this before playing this game. And she probably saying. did. I'm hoping she did. They should have asked her. Yeah, they, uh, yeah ex- exactly. They should have, like, Al, Al's been... Instead of asking her mom. Right, ask the girl, uh-huh. well, how did you know to do this? You know? So let me see. Actually, th- there's a source to the original um, article. Let's see if they actually... Okay, the only quote they have from her is, it was a pretty scary experience. I was really scared. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had to help. Oh, my God. How does that go to Grand Theft Auto? Oh, boo. Because her mom's a dumbass. Boo. Boo. Her mother's a fucking retard. That's why. She's like, oh, no, I'm not a bad mother for buying my 11-year-old daughter a bad game. She learned from it. Oh, come the fuck. It says M.A. on a fucking thing. You Now you want to equate your fucking bad parenting with a good deed? Well, I'm looking at the oh, picture please. just for curiosity's sake. It has a picture of the car, and it has not exploded. It's just really, really, really badly dented. No explosion. Uh-huh. Well, cars don't generally explode unless the gas tank is punctured or, like, a fire starts in the engine. You know, that shit only happens in movies. What the fuck are you talking about? No, we about? don't know. Yeah. It could have it could have been pierced by like a, a a wayward rock that they rolled over. We don't know. They don't. That's what or I'm saying. Deer. We don't know. They don't. They don't show details. That's what I'm saying. I think they hit a human. That's what they hit a human. That's why I so like Grand Theft Auto. That's why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, that's it for Grand Theft Auto. I just got one thing personal. One personal thing to say about this last piece. Um, yet another, and maybe I'm exaggerating when I say this, but another. Game journalism industry titan is leaving journalism for development, and that makes me sad because he is one of the funniest guys I've ever listened to. His name is Jeff Green. If you have been following uh, Games for Windows magazine, previously known as Computer Gaming World, he was their editor-in-chief for a very long time. He was part of the industry for 17 years, uh, and he plays a bass guitar, apparently. I did not know that. Nice. Um, mm. But yeah, anybody who's a fan of the GFW radio will know that this is a huge... Uh, this sucks. But... Uh, his magazine went under. GFW magazine went under. Uh, I, I, I forget the reasons for why, but it's like they had to integrate his whole team into 1UP.com's uh, editorial because um, they're all under the e- – you know, EGM is made by this uh, publishing company called Ziff Davis and all these magazines, GFW Radio. Uh, that's not the radio. I'm sorry. That's the, ma- that's the radio, not the magazine. But GFW magazine, EGM. Uh, 1UP.com's website all fall under Ziff Davis, so they had to roll all that shit up under one roof. And I guess that's when he figured, you know what, it's time for me to go. Uh, like, our magazine's done. They have me on as the PC guy, and the other people are the video game guys, but this is not making me enough money. I gotta support my family. Uh, print journalism is, is, is what I've been doing, and it's going down the tubes. And that's, that, like, all these, like, he's leaving. He's just one of the latest to leave. 
and it just sucks for print. So we, I bid you farewell, um, and hopefully you can make The Sims a game that I actually will enjoy because I hate The Sims. That's where he's going. He's, he's going to work on The Sims at EA. Oh, right. okay. So, Damn, all these guys working for uh, journalism firms, working for EA. Yeah. Greg, oh. Jeff. Greg, yeah, Greg Kasavin, who was editor-in-chief of GameSpot, he left uh, a couple of years ago to go to EA, and that's when GameSpot started to kind of crumble a little bit. Uh, uh, and then um, a couple of guys from there followed suit after the Gersman incident. You know, of course, Alex Navarro, who we spoke to, um, on a podcast a while back is now with Harmonix um, and the editor-in-chief Dan Shu of EGM is no longer at EGM I don't know what he's doing now um, the people are dropping so I don't know anyway that, that wasn't a news bit that was just a little personal thing and we can move on to any further comments nah Al let's go To, um, I don't know what to call this. I mean, let's just call it the mailbag because um, it was going to be a main topic. We don't have a few, though. So, okay, this one is from Digi Matrix. The question that he asks us is What's the consensus of quick time events from you guys? I think the whole conception of a QTE was to allow certain movements or actions that couldn't be programmed into the controller. These insanely awesome moves or actions can't be mapped to buttons on a controller by the developer, so they just simplify the cool move into an interactive cutscene. But then some games have made it a cop-out, and it always feels random since they mostly pick the face buttons. Press X repeatedly to cut off the parasite off this troll in Resident Evil 4. I don't count this as a quick-time event. I don't consider that what you're saying, so it's not a cop-out. Uh, because it's like, it's just like mash on the button, and they're just showing it on the screen. Here's what you have to do. They could, they could have easily just said, hey, in the instruction booklet, when you climb onto this troll's back to cut the parasite off, you have to mash on the button. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway... But I, I understand his question, and then he says, or some games made it more reasonable, like the only, thing I game, the only game I think perfected it was Indigo Prophecy. Each action is on the dual analog, so if you dodge a guy on the left, you move both analogs to that direction. Or Clive Barker's Jericho, which is not such a good game. Were your face button prompts actually related to parts of your body? Y was your head, X was your left hand, etc. Do you guys love it, wish it were never invented, or does it, pen, does it depend on the developer or game where do QTEs make no sense? To me, it doesn't belong in the Force Unleashed and is a true cop-out. So let's start with the history of this, Al. You're the... Uh, did, did, Tony, did you play Shenmue as well? Yes, okay, I did. Okay, so both of you can talk to how, how these type of button press type of things emerged from Shenmue. No, they emerged from Dragon's Lair. I'm sorry, you're right, Dragon's Lair. Yep, that's right, but Dragon's Lair, way back my, when. I have a problem with what Digimatrix is saying, though. And Dumbass. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't think he's discussing a QTE in terms of its pure form. I think he's just talking about how it is today. Scenes in which you do things that don't necessarily involve full manipulation of your character, which I don't quite agree as QTE. QTE is basically you're watching something, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and in a split second, you must press a button or a small, short sequence of buttons to fulfill the rest of the scene. Mm-hmm. Right, that's, and that's why Shenmue I don't, had evolved right. it. And that's why I don't consider the Resident Evil 4 thing as a QT, but continue. Exactly. 
But um, I mean, I I don't. I oh wait, he said Jericho, right? Yes, Clive Barker Jericho. Yeah. Oh, I didn't play Clive Barker Jericho, so I I don't know if um what he's talking about is referring to that. And did you play Indigo Prophecy? Yes, and uh, and Boston? I think he I I think he's on the mark there. I don't okay. I don't think he's wrong here because Indigo right. Prophecy does work that way. You're most it's an adventure game. You're mostly watching and you're doing stuff, and then like you're you're, wa- then you're walking around like and you have to do something. Right, right. It'll be okay. like a. Like there's this one scene like in an office building where like like somehow like you start hallucinating or maybe you're not hallucinating. I don't want to spoil it. I don't I don't know. It seemed like a hallucination to me. But you're hallucinating these monsters just come come out of nowhere and you're in the office building. And so yeah, you have to dodge it left. You hit both ends like six left and you see him jump over them, roll to the left, and then keep on running, keep on running, keep on running, and then flash. You have to hit right. So that is yep, that's QTE. those are QTEs too. So the only thing that I have an issue with is the Resident Evil Four thing. But other than that, his his question is sound. Okay, that sounds good. Um, now that we're clear on that, um, qu- quick history on QT. Uh, you have Dragon's Lair, which was a uh, fully animated video game because it was based off of um, you know just some artwork from Don Bluth. Don Bluth. Yep, Don Bluth. Yeah. And uh, most video games did not have that type of graphical quality because of you know the nature of the technology back then. Well, it was Laserdisc, a huge Laserdisc. Yes, uh, the game was on Laserdisc because of the fact that you couldn't store all of those graphics, or all the animation on mm-hmm. you know, like a eight. What is it? Megabyte. It's not even eight megabyte. Megabit. Uh, not even eight megabit. That that's like Genesis. I'm talking about before that. This came out around like Nintendo era. It was like eighty six. Well, but but arcade, no, but arcade, but no, arcade no. machines uh, though could probably have because I mean it was solid state shit. So I'm no, no, that. not back then. No, not they were still then, very no. small. We had, even small. we had Donkey Kong that came out during. Oh, it like, came out uh, during Donkey. Okay, I yeah, didn't know how early yeah, it that was. Came out during okay, that era. Sure, sure, yeah. Sure. So, um, well, basically, you couldn't really play the game because it was an animation on a laser disc, and uh, the way you were interacting with the game was that in order to complete a scene, like. For example, scene one where Dirk is going into the castle, mm-hmm. and I think uh, something happens where you, you the drawbridge doesn't come down, or the drawbridge mm-hmm. is coming up, and you have to get into the castle before your a dragon comes the out, dragon comes and, like, out, or a drawbridge comes up, something like that, and you have to press a button. Or actually, I don't even think there was a button. There was just it was just a stick, and you had to press in a direction that was flashing. And mm-hmm. if you didn't do it, then it would go to a death scene. Mm-hmm. It was the same death mm-hmm. scene all the time, I think, um, until mm-hmm. like they came out to Dragon's Lair 2 and 3 where they had a death scene for each particular situation. Um, and it was pretty fun for the time. You know, Basically, you're, you're enjoying this immersive experience of watching a cartoon, and you're mm-hmm. playing the cartoon, and you're making sure that the cartoon goes from point A to point B. And then they made other games like uh, Cliffhanger and uh, Space Ace. You ever played Cliffhanger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Space Ace, which is Don Bluth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those were great games. Um, so then they didn't really do QTE at all in in video games until um, I'm trying to think if there was anything before Shenmue. I mean, Shenmue basically made it very. It, it brought it back, kind of. Yeah. And Shemu did it very well, I think. In my opinion, they peppered it into the game. You have your natural gameplay. You have your fight scenes like Virtual Fighter. And then there are these quick scenes where, like, say you're running from some guys. Or you're trying... Mostly it was basically you running from people. Mm -hmm. Um, And you would get to a corner. 
or something would happen, like an obstacle would fall in your way, you'd have to press A, and A would jump. Or if you're fighting, they, they did this in Shenmue 2 a lot, you would be in fight scenes, and instead of you actually fighting the guys, you would see the action, and the guy would attack you, and you'd have to like press B and then Y, and that would grab the guy's arm and then throw him over. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way Shenmue did it was, unlike Dragon's Lair, like if you screwed up, you would die. They gave you grace. So, for example... You could be running from somebody, and an obstacle will come out and say you don't exactly press A at the right time. You will trip over the obstacle and continue running mm-hmm. instead of, oh, you tripped over the obstacle, you fell. And but you, you lose some ground. Right, you lose some ground. If mm-hmm. you keep on doing that, then, then you fault. wind up losing. Okay, right, right. Um, <clears throat> when it's done right, I think it's very well. Like, for example, in God of War. In God of War, you have these little events. Uh, you're fighting somebody, you get down low, and they call it mini games in God of War. Right. But essentially, it's QTE. You run around, you have to move the analog stick in a certain direction. Then you right. fly around the other way, you press A, and then it goes to little tap A really fast um, to you know out uh, out overpower yep. whatever the enemy is, or whatever like that. And when it's peppered in, it is perfect. Uh, there's just some times where QTE is, you know, it, it's it's dated because if you have a game that's full QTE and it, today's technology is not like, oh, everything must be set in a certain way, uh, you're, you're kind of limiting your game. Right, right. Now that we have these full 3D environments and whatnot, and I, I think that QTE is a wonderful thing. It just has to be peppered. Yeah. I, I, I agree in, in most respects. It's like, when you have um, complex little movements, like he's saying, like awesome, really awesome moves that with today's control schemes, they just can't be done yet. And it probably won't be able to be done until you get to the point where you're in virtual reality and you can say, okay, I specifically want to leap off this guy's shoulder, throw my, if I'm talking about God of War, throw my weapon into his neck, you know, and as I'm jumping, just use it as an anchor to pull my back and pull 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 me back onto his head and like do all this crazy shit. You know, until you have a controller or a control scheme that can do that without making it cumbersome, that's the kind of the best way to go about it. Um, one of the things that I kind of abhor, like just hate, absolutely hate. A good example: the Heavenly Sword demo. Um, mm-hmm. I think you played it. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, but, I did. Okay, so so I don't know if you remember this part, but you're sliding down a rope. Towards mm-hmm, like kind of a, right, and so instead of just p- pressing left or right and jump to like to acrobatically jump across the ropes, it's just a quick time event, and it's just like this could that could have been done in real time, it, right? If you can do it in real time, feasibly with the controller, and have you feel more engaged by it, you should do it. There are a couple of moments in Tomb Raider where she's like on a in Tomb Raider Legend where she's like um swinging past some things and whatever or, or or racing down the street in a motorbike and then something fault comes out and you have to press the A button and then the X button or whatever. This is Laura Croft. This is Tomb Raider, which was based on Prince of Persia, which was based on the premise that you're really acrobatic and you can do all these things really easily with the, ra- with the main controller. So she can already do all these things in the game. Why not just let us do them? 
that's when it becomes a problem for me, you know. And the, mm-hmm. the, the, the part where you're talking about the chase, like in Shenmue, that was one of those parts that I feel that, like, just from listening, and I'm just going to put a disclaimer here. This is just from what I've heard. I haven't played it yet, so, of course, my view is skewed to, to disclaim that. But just from hearing that, okay, it's a chase and something fell out from under you and you have to jump over it. If it's a chase scene, I want to control it. I don't want to sit there and watch and then press a button. I don't want to just do what they did, you know. Mm-hmm. Tom, I, I would uh, like to explain though why they do that. Okay. If you don't mind. Yeah. Um, they do that because the scene is held out in different perspectives, so it would be quite difficult to control the game when you know you're going around the corner, you don't really see your guy, and he's running toward the camera, and okay. then it'll switch to him like running from the side. It, it's all cinematic, basically. Okay. And that's that's another thing I'll, I'll mention when you finish. Okay. Um. Tony has to go. We bid him fair fart well. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Take care, guys. Okay, so what were you saying about that, Al? Um, well, QT events are also um, used to play out scripted events. Right. And scripted events can sometimes be told in ways that are unplayable. Right, exactly. That's that's another thing. Now, um, D- just time out just for a second. That's what I, mm-hmm. I kind of consider those God of War minigames as like kind of scripted things. That's that's what I'm. Well, they are, yeah. But I know what you're, I know what you're talking about on a different level. But go ahead. Right. But see, the thing is, the difference between God of War and say Shenmue is that you technically could, if there was a control configuration that was that would make it possible, it <clears> would be <throat> possible to play it out because it's not those QT events aren't played in a perspective that is unplayable. Right. Right. They're usually behind the back of Kratos, or it will always be in a view which you are playing in. Mm-hmm. Whereas Shenmue, you only play the game from behind Rio, and most of the QT events are cinematic to the point where there's camera sweeping, and there's things that's off focus. Um, you know, there's sometimes QT events where all you see is the person who's attacking you. Mm hmm. And it, the game will stop because, it, like in uh, Shenmue 2, there were multiple button combinations, and the only way that they were able to do it in that game back then was they would stop the game for a second and say, "Do this and then that." And, and that's and yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, and then uh, you know, if you were able to do it, then great. If you were not able to do it in even the slightest part, then you would screw up. Right, and that's actually you know aside from the whole chasing thing, like the chasing thing to me seems like a rudimentary thing, and I understand it's from a different perspective. Give mm-hmm. me the chasing scene in a perspective that I can play it in, because I'd rather play it. I just would rather play it. But uh, the scripted, some of the other scripted actions that you're talking about, I agree. Like there's this, uh, there's a scripted uh, knife fight in Resident Evil Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ruin exactly what happens and everything like that, but it just is choreographed. Great! It just looks fantastic, and it would have been a great cut, a great short cut scene. Mm-hmm. But it's like p- people will be sitting there going, "Well, why can't I play this?" But then they say, "Okay, we'll program in a knife fight." But then you know how knife fighting works, and have you how how much of Resident Evil Four have you played? Zero. Zero. You haven't even touched it. I haven't even shown. Well, it to I played you. the demo at E3 okay. or something like that. Right, and that's what I'm talking about. Like you know how how clunky the knife fighting is, right? Not clunky, but it's just like it's just it's. Uh, pre-programmed. Right, you hold L and you press A. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I played the GameCube version, so I have no idea what the Wii does. I'm talking about the. If I'm talking, talking about the. They, in principle, they're the same. Okay. I thought maybe it was waggle in it. No, there is waggle, but like it's the the whole thing is that 
it's not something that you'd play like God of War, where you can have all these great fancy moves at your disposal. It's just swipe, swipe, mm-hmm. swipe. So if you tried to program that in, you'd have to give it a new game engine, and that would be kind of weird. Right. And you'd be thinking, why couldn't I do this throughout the rest of the game? Uh, they'd have to program in something as complex as a, a fighting game engine. So instead, they're like, you know what, let's meet it in the middle. Let's give you this really great cutscene, but you're going to be involved in it, you know? I uh, think that's how they thought about it with Shenmue too. Right. Uh, because there are, this, there's with, a fighting engine in that game. Right. With the, with the kind of scripted events that you're talking about, it's like, mm-hmm. let's do this really cool thing, but let you play it. You right. Know? And that's what I, I do like that part in Resident Evil 4. I think it's, it's really tense and it's really fun. It looks great. Um, and it's not overly long, so it's not like it, you know, it's not like, oh, we just want to, we just want to have an excuse to throw in a really long cutscene in here, and then just have you play it, because we just want to put a cutscene in there, because if, if there's any pet peeve that I have, it's a really long cutscene, but, Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's, it's quick, it's fast, it's brutal, and it, it, it looks great, so, um, things like that, it's just, it's just the simple things, like I was saying before, when Lara Croft is swinging along a vine, well, she could do that normally, don't make me do a quick time for it, you know? And that's when I think it's a cop out. Um, so I guess let's let's see the bottom of his question. Uh, do we love it? Uh, I don't love it, but I think it can be done w- when it's done well. It's 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 good. I I. What is your love it verdict? I like it. Um, I like it when it's used in the right places. Right. Like for example, God of War PSP. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this really great scene near the end, and you just get to play it out. It it is. I mean, basically, all it is is a button mash, but it's still, you know, a QTE-ish type of thing. It's not like you got to hit the button and then uh, wait for the next button hit and then next wait for the next button hit. It's more like you're playing out the scene, mm-hmm. and then you finish the scene by bat- mashing on the button. Of right. course, the game will... I think it, it does wait, too, um, when you do it. But it's so fulfilling when you do it. It's It's cool. I mean, you could do it in the regular game engine, but it would not have the same effect. Right. Uh, do you wish it was never invented? Obviously, we don't. <laughs> no, Actually, no. QT is a, a it's it's a good part of our gaming history. Uh, does it? De- and I mean, the obvious answer with any of these types of questions is yes. It depends on the developer of the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how they're going to be used in the Force Unleashed. Um. Oh uh, yeah, I have no idea. I have I, no idea. So if someone saw. can clarify that for us. Or we'll go read it or something. We have eyes. So. Oh, you know what game had uh, QTE? And it was, well, it wasn't all QTE, actually. Uh, Sewer Shark. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it was. It was, it was an FMV game, right? QTE, it's an FMV game, right? Hidden. Huh? It's an FMV game, right? Yeah, it was an FMV game. Okay. Well, most FMV games are, are QTE. Uh, QTE because of the same principles as yeah. Dragon Lair. Um, I just lit another match. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't fart. Um, the. Uh, that game though it did it was a shooter mixed with a QTE in order to progress like if you didn't do the QTE right you would die mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool and then there's that stupid QTE that me and Tony always talk about Sewer Shark was awesome sorry go ahead where you gotta shoot the gun in the new vehicle and if you don't shoot the gun in the new vehicle the game's over ugh ugh stupid stupid plot device um but it, at the same time it's pretty cool when you think about it yeah cause it actually it's it's interactive, but I, it's interactive yeah. at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, it really needs to be something used sparingly. Um, yes. Or or either either sparingly or make it really really intense because like, um, 
like the God of War type of thing is is very very quick, very sh- not not short, but quick in terms of you got to be on your toes, mm-hmm. right? Like it's happening in the thick of the action. It's not just like I'm running in a motorcycle. Oh, and here comes this branch. I got to press A. You know? Right. It's not mild. It's definitely in your face. And then yeah. if you screw up, you pay. And not even in your face from the presentation perspective, because that motorcycle thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's intense because you're hurtling down the street. Like across, uh, I'm sorry, you're hurtling across the rooftops, but it's just like it's more like okay, I gotta wait a couple of seconds, and then here's the button, press it quick. I gotta wait more seconds. Here's the button, press it quick. I gotta wait a couple more seconds. Oh, three buttons, one, two, three. In God of War, it's literally like okay, press the button. Uh, you gotta press this one now. Uh, press it again. Uh, press it again. So it's you know what I mean? It's fast paced. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a specific game with the motorcycle thing? La uh, Tomb Raider. Oh, uh, okay. So you know what I mean? It's 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 like that. There's a if you do it if you want to do it right, make it make it, you know, quick. Mm-hmm. Um, any more QTs or should we go to uh, Supersonic? Is, um, yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna say that's why they call quick time events because they need to be quick. Yeah. Uh, the Agaz, uh, aka Supersonic ninety seven on Gamespot or Ella Flame Max on the Giant Bomb asks or says rather, I have in this virtual bag of datums. What? Two, oh, data. Two suggestions for the news bucket list Arama thing. Okay, so this is his suggestion for a news bucket. It's a tragedy. Uh, this is from Kotaku by Luke Plunkett. Tragedy as Kid Plays Halo recreates action with real gun. There's been a tragic death in the town of Watertown, Wisconsin, as an 11-year-old boy has accidentally shot and killed himself, having taken the day off from school for some Halo. Oh, come on! Uh, okay. Having taken the day off of school for some Halo. Joshua Nim was playing with a rifle, recreating the action from the game. Problem was, although he ejected the rifle's magazine, it, sh- it seems he did not realize there was a round already in the chamber, and it went off. As a result, Nim accidentally shot himself and died as a result of his wounds. Um, let's look at the source story from the Watertown Daily Times. Alright, so my first question is, why... School year just began, man. You just got off of, of months of vacation. You're, why why is your why are your parents letting you take the day off from school to play Halo? Well, there's a lot of why are your parents questions in this particular situation. Right, and that's one of them. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's probably parents didn't even know. That, okay, so if that's the case, you know, let's not jump to conclusions. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Anybody who's a parent and would, whatever, they, they may not know that their kid is cutting school. But, so, the other thing is, now this, th- th- there's this gun sitting in the house, okay? Why? Are you going to leave the gun in the house where your kid can get to it? Ugh. Let's see, let's see, uh, let's see what happened. Okay. The cause of death was ruled to be a single twenty-two caliber gunshot wound to the head. Mm. Oh, God. The child was getting for ready to, okay. We are ruling that this is an accidental shooting, Jefferson County Detective Sergeant Larry Lee said. The child was getting ready for school and decided to, sip, to skip school. He was playing video games, and we found out he had a twenty-two caliber rifle that belongs to him. Huh? Wait, 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 wait. Say that one more time, please. The child was getting ready for school and decided to skip school. He was playing video games, and we found out he had a twenty-two caliber rifle that belongs to him. Wow. Sixth grader with he a twenty two caliber. He had access to the rifle and a magazine was kept somewhere else 
by his parents. He was familiar with the rifle and had been shooting it a couple of times a month. He lived out in the country, so that was nothing unusual. Yeah, but that belonged to him. I mean, I guess, okay, the parents gave him a rifle so he could go out hunting and stuff, and they were like, okay, just to be safe, we're not going to keep the ammunition near the gun, but we're going to keep the gun within his reach. Okay, keep going. Lee said it appeared following the department's investigation that after playing a combat... Oh, Jesus Christ. After playing a combat video game called Halo, Nim took the gun and tried to recreate some of the things that had occurred in the game. With an automatic rifle, Lee said there can sometimes be confusion over whether it contains a magazine or not, and this confusion likely led to Nim's death. Quote, he took the magazine out and forgot to eject the round that was in the chamber. He probably thought the gun was unloaded. Now, if you're going to give your kid a gun to own... His own gun. You better make damn sure well that he knows how to use it. I'd also say this. If you're going to give your child a gun... Don't give him a gun. <laughs> wait, no, no, no. no. I know, I know. I, I know. I, 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 I'm totally for parents being responsible mm-hmm. when they do things that sound irresponsible. Now, if you give a child a gun and he is not of the age to be responsible to take care of the ammunition himself, make... Double, triple sure that you take care of the ammunition for him or her. Which, in, yeah. They Who's, said that the parents uh, had the magazine in a different location. Did they bother the to child. check that round? They didn't. No, but he's, they just also said that he took out the, the magazine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't get so that. So they didn't do yeah. their job. He took the magazine out and forgot to eject the round. That was probably in the chamber. Why, why does he have the magazine? Now, that has to be clear. We have to be clear on did he take it out in the past when he was with his father? Right. Put it somewhere else and then later forgot that he had the round. So we don't That's know. True. Whatever the case may be, father's got to know. There's a round in the clip. I mean, there's a round right. in the chamber. Take he it out. should be the one that's responsible for emptying that gun before giving the child the gun and leaving his presence. He should go take out the, the magazine, cock that gun, get that... Uh, bullet out, and then hey, hey, you can play whatever you want to do. You act like you're playing Halo, and you can point the gun at yourself, and you know you, there's gonna be nothing happening there. But no, okay, that, it's just uh, it's it's a shame, and it's it's and it's embarrassing that it's embar- it's embarrassing first that you know the parents of our country are like this. It's also embarrassing that they have to they have to squeeze in mention of Halo in there. This is a story that I'm reading on a video game podcast simply because it doesn't have anything to do about video games, yet they did the mistake of associating with the goddamn game. Yep. Whatever. Oh, yeah, he's trying to recreate some of the things that occur in the game. Okay. It doesn't matter what he was trying to do. The fact that he had a gun in the first place, all right, the fact that he was trying to play with it by himself with no supervision, without checking the ammunition, has nothing to do with Halo. Okay, he yep. could have been not playing Halo. He could have just come out the house and be like, "Yo, I want to fucking go shoot, or I want to hunt, or let me let me play with my rifle." It's boring out here in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's. I don't care how many people want to say that, like, "Oh, yeah, it, you know, Halo has guns in it." No, no. What could he be trying to recreate from Halo that results in a rifle shot to the head? Yeah, to the head. I mean, what, this is another thing I don't get. What was I, what he happened? Do- I'm asking the same question. What was yeah. he doing with the gun that caused that bullet to go in his head? I don't think it yeah, was a ricochet. And we're not we're not asking this question out of disdain, just out of disbelief. Like, yeah, what, what was it? Like, I but, don't know. Because how can you get shot with a 22 cal in the head and die? There, there. I mean, they, I, I, 
I would assume it's a ricochet, but and the help it didn't come in time because his parents were at work or something. He bled out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean yeah, he, that's the only he, way I think that it, you could die off of something that's not a direct hit. Yeah, but if he got, if he if it's if it's strong enough to hit him in the head in the wrong place, then you know, instant. You think? Not instant, but like it's in the head. It's yeah, it's it's, it's almost a foregone. And he's eleven, so it's not like. I mean, not that the texture of his head is probably any different <laughs> than mine, but yeah. he's eleven, so his head is smaller. Well, from the the movies, okay. I don't know if this movie was realistic or not, but there was a movie with Hugh Grant about him. Like, it was Hugh Grant and James Caan, and James Caan was a mafioso. And like, some guy came into his apartment and tried to shoot him. He missed. It rebounded off a wall and it hit the shooter in the head, and the shooter died. So oh. movies are fiction. I understand that. I'm just saying. But I think that's saying, probably possible. Just if the saying. Trajectory is correct. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's like, what was he? What exactly was he doing? They've ruled out suicide. They say that. They say that the kid. Um, Okay, Lee said numerous people, including them's parents, his teacher, and the bus driver, all interviewed, said he shows no sign of depression or differences in his personality recently. That means that he could have shot himself directly if they're trying not to rule out suicide. Because no, it, I think I think wouldn't... they I think they I don't know if they ruled it out, but they're they're leaning on the side of it wasn't because they said that he is he seemed fine. So I don't know. Right, because the only reason why I'm thinking is why would you even think about suicide if it was a ricochet, you know? Right, exactly, right, right, right. Um, may, I don't know, maybe was he trying to, like, um, pretend like he was reloading it and the barrel got close to his head or what? I don't, I don't understand. Mm, what no the idea. Yeah. If you're acting like you're playing Halo, that gun should not be pointed at you. Yeah. But then again, if he's acting like he's playing Halo and he's in the house, yeah, it could happen. You know, ding, ding, pap, dead. Yeah. I mean, I this is a tragedy, and I feel for the kid, you know, and I feel for the family, but the, the parents, this really should have little to, little association with, with with games. I it, it should. It's, it's, ugh, it's just... It should just be kids shoots himself by mistake and dies. The, the, the story should be about why are these guns left around. And I know they're proponents for people who own guns. This is not about owning a gun or not. This is about an 11-year-old kid owning a gun that he doesn't know how to use. Mm-hmm. And about not you know, putting the parents at fault. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and lambast the kid. You know, he, he's dead. That, I don't want to disrespect his death. But, you know, I will say, you know, in respect of the dead... I wouldn't say it's his fault. It's completely the parents' fault for not making sure. He's 11. Mm-hmm. He just might not know any better. Yeah. And that's I what mean, they're there I, for, I, to I teach him. I don't think I knew any better when I was 11 about guns. Not that I had any access to them. Right, right. Exactly. Because you didn't have access, and you shouldn't have access. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you're if you're learning to hunt, then you should be shown all the ropes. And be take, right. have it taken away if you don't understand it. Exactly. Um, moving on to something not as tragic. And it should uh, be dad's gun. Yeah. Moving on to something not as tragic. Um, interesting. It's an interesting question that, uh, that that Supersonic poses here. It says, I feel that eventually getting a union in place is a necessity and might be essential to the well-being of many talented industry artists and engineers. However, video games have been growing at an abnormally fast rate, and so perhaps if done incorrectly, unionizing could end up harming the working girls and guys or fatally stunting aforementioned growth. What do you feel about? What do you feel is a proper way to go about unionizing the game industry? Huh. Mm. I, I don't have an answer in the first ten uh, seconds here. It's, I have tough. no idea right offhand. 
because I honestly I've never had an experience with unions, so I don't know. Yeah, nor I. I mean, uh, the only thing I can think about now is just correlation. Thinking about unions and people fighting for their rights and wages and strikes. Right. <laughs> All I can think about is the negative stuff related to unions. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, insurance. Right. Insurance is a good thing because yeah. unions usually provide, um, you know, in affordable insurance for all the employees, no matter what they're yeah. working for. There's that, and there's also anything you can do to avoid another incident of EA spouse. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. You you get treated right. Your yeah. hours would be. Uh, you have people who fight for your workers' rights as a human being. Right. That would also help. That would probably also make games come out a lot later. <laughs> True. Um, unless, because I doubt that there's, um, you know, I, I don't think that unions would allow their employees or you know the people who are in the union to do all that crazy overtime, even if they wanted to. Right. 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 Because right. out of fairness or something, I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, I think that. Again, like Al, I don't have exposure to this, so I apologize for not being able to clearly answer this as best as I, as 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 cleanly as you might want me to. But I mean, I think that anything that can benefit, you know, the rights of these people. And, and again, I keep thinking back to EA Spouse. You know, it, anything can benefit this. Will it make games come out longer? I don't. Uh, well. Here's something I've been hearing about. Chris Taylor from Gas Power Games, the guys who make Space Siege, the guys who made Dungeon Siege, the guys who made, um, what's it called, Supreme Commander, okay? He has a very strict policy on, unless you really need to, you are not going to be working more than 40 hours a week. We want mm-hmm. you fresh. We want you motivated. We want you happy. Happy employees make happy game. Happy. Wow. I'm sorry. Happy employees. Happy games. Happy employees make better games. And... It turned out Supreme Commander came out pretty well. I don't remember it being delayed all that much, although I could be wrong. But, you know, it came out nicely. Um, I think the Dungeon Siege games apparently came out nicely uh, in terms of not having to be delayed and whatever. Happy workers are motivated, you know? So as long as you keep those guys happy, then maybe that that, that, that doesn't necessarily uh, infringe upon the amount of... Infringe, I'm sorry. That doesn't impact the amount of time that it takes to get to market. But again, because I'm not familiar with all this, all the intricacies, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I couldn't. I'm so, I apologize. I can't answer this question. If anybody who's involved with unions and understands how they work can answer Supersonic's question, we will read your answer on the air. Uh, mailbag at trygames.net. Either spelling works. Either mail is in the gender or mail is in check your mail. Uh, let's see, is there anything else? Any surprises come into the mailbag? Last second. Reload, 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 reload. Nope. And that is it. Uh, we will we will also uh, mention these when Tony is back on the cast. So he can give his 27 cents on unionizing, etc. Um mm-hmm. Any closing remarks? Anything happened recently that you want to talk about? Any any funny things that happened to your Xbox or any stupid things that happened to your Wii? I don't know. I'm just trying to end this on a blah. Nope, nothing at all. Um, nothing? Nothing. Okay. Uh, new on the site is nothing. <laughs> Excellent. S- still working on that redesign, folks. Uh, let's see. You can listen to... Oh, Yeah, you can listen to, actually. You can read and listen to Slunks's... Um, Nobuo Month on his Giant Bomb blog. Uh, 
Uh, it's profile slash slunks. Uh, you can listen to somebody with long hair play some sort of instrument. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, a me with long hair and playing a guitar instrument. Uh, really? Where? Yeah. Uh, xlm2k.blogspot.com And what should they do? Bring their friends and leave comments. Leave comments, okay. Uh, you can also look at someone with whose pants are very fishy, and that's kind of vulgar. But uh, Brian Fishman, our, one of our contributors, uh, drfishypants.com. It's his gaming blog. He's also a doctor, for real, so he can save your life and mine. Uh, and uh, if I'm forgetting to pimp anybody, I apologize, but... Uh, let me know. That's it for Tony. Dick. <laughs> for Al. All right. Have a good week, everybody. For Chick-fil-A, who's not here and is working at Chick-fil-A or EB Game Slunks, I have been your host, the pink monster in uh, Final Fantasy VI, Mr. Chupon. And, um... Go, 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 go. You need to stop playing around without the clowns and the wanksters. Good girls gotta get down with the gangsters. Go ahead, girl, put some back and some makeup on it. While I stand up in the background and check up on it. Saijo-san, do you know any places where sailors like to hang out around here? You say sailors, but you don't mean just any sailor, do you? Right. Try the MJQ Jazz Bar or Heartbeats Bar.